You are listening to the Superpod HeroCast, a Night Shift radio production. I just, I don't want to do another bad movie. And we just did a great Spider-Man movie. And now we're doing a shitty Spider-Man movie. And we're, you know, last, I said it. last season we closed the season with our with the live streamed episode for Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. That uh, was a high water mark for our podcast, in my opinion. And now we are in the pond scum yes. of our podcast. <laughs> oh, I hate it so much. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> the only way to it through it is to, to, okay. Yep. All right. Well, I don't know where I was going with it. I don't. I, I, that makes two of us. <laughs> the only way to do it is through it or something like that. Hello. Hello. And welcome to the Superpod Hero Cast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Episode 120. I'm Casey Ryan. And I'm Todd Panic. And we, we watched, watched Spider Man 3. The editor's cut. Whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> yeah. Is did Sam was Sam Raimi like, uh, eh, fuck it, who cares? Go ahead, do whatever he, you want. Yeah, he is very vocal about many, many, many bad things that happened because of this movie. Uh the studio obviously forced Venom on him, yep. considering Venom doesn't show up until twenty minutes before the movie's over. <laughs> Like, oh my God, could you make it a little more obvious? You didn't want Venom in this movie. Yeah, this is, this is, uh, you know, I think this movie is rightly pointed to as um, the idea that uh, you can't make a movie better by just putting more characters in it. And that is, yep, this is the, the one that always makes me nervous. I'm like, and this person's going to be in it, and this person, and yeah. this person, I'm like, whoa, 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 Spider Man 3. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cautionary tale, folks. Cautionary. This should tale. be. This is like the Salkin clause. This is, should be the uh, Spider-Man three clause. Like, the Spider-Man three clause. Are just you sure? shoving more shit people in here? This is when you really kind of you do need the old Microsoft Clippy. It looks like mm-hmm. you're attempting to add fourteen bazillion villains to this movie. <laughs> Are you sure you want to do that? It's. It looks like you're trying to shoehorn a villain you don't care anything about into this film. <laughs> Are you sure you want to do that? Uh, no. No, we don't. No, we don't. There's got to... I wish there was a way to cut this movie that there is no Venom. Because the Flint Marco stuff the, is really interesting. So you're saying... the uh, So agree on that. But you're saying like S- Spider-Man 3... The quickening is that we just we just remove everything related <laughs> to the one. to the planet. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, just oh, remove man. everything related to the the alien planet. Yeah, what is the Venom's planet? We talked about it during Venom. Go back and listen, there, nerds. I don't yeah. care. I don't want. I, I don't care. I don't <laughs> care. It wasn't a thing when this movie came out. I don't believe. But that uh, is a more modern thing. Two thousand seven. That's uh, so. Clintar, the symbiote word for cage. Uh, is the is the symbiote's home planet? It sh- it first sure. appears in uh right around the time. Spider-Man: Family Volume Two, Number One, February two thousand seven. That's a quote, and then it's that's referenced as historically first appearance. Otherwise, Venom Volume Four, Number Four, July of twenty eighteen, chronologically. So, I wonder if this is one of those things. In twenty eighteen, they invented it, but they. Like retcon, like oh, remember mean? that thing there? That was actually it. You saw it. Oh. We didn't call it that. Yeah, 
It, it was it was there all the time. It was like a tapeworm. Yeah. Yeah, this movie is like a tapeworm. <laughs> hey, Todd. Yes, sir. Okay. The only way we're going to get through this, it, you, since we are. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. What are we drinking? Did you forget your line? No, I was trying to figure out how to, like, amplify how important the beers were going to be tonight. But I, Oh, I, they're so important. They're so important. Casey, I did not pick out the beer this, this week. You did. Todd, I sure did. Uh, also, um, uh, hang on. Stop the beer music. Hey, Todd, uh, <laughs> yeah. I think we might have a new fan if I didn't completely boff it when I was there at Branching Out, which is, of course, where I got this beer. Uh, finest beer selection in all of central New York. Yes, sir. And um, so I'm there, and <laughs> I walk in, and Chris is like, hey, what are you here for? And I went, Spider-Man. Did you just do a Spider-Man movie? Yes, we just did a Spider-Man movie. <laughs> and a Superman movie. And then a Spider-Man movie. <laughs> we went Superman, Spider-Man, Superman, Spider-Man. Yeah. It's kind of I, oh, and a Fantastic Four shoved in there. I'm, I've already forgotten that we've done that movie. Yeah. But I'm sitting there at the counter. We're trying to figure it out. And she's like, you've just been doing so many Spider-Man movies. And the guy's like, what do you mean? And then I started talking. He goes, really? I love comic book movies. I'm like, really? <laughs> What's your podcast? Rod HeroCast. Do, uh, do you have like a QR code? I do. Yeah. I could not Find it on my phone. Oh, that's the worst. That's the I'm worst. I'm like scrolling. I'm like, ha, 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 ha. I have here. it here. here. Like mentioning my other podcasts. I'm like, hey, uh, if you like Star Trek, I love Star Trek. Picard <laughs> season three, best season. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> please let me find this so <laughs> you can right. become a member of the army. You are our people. Yeah. But I, we just left with a handshake and he kind of opened up his things like, you're on Spotify. I'm like, yeah. Yep. Super Pod Hero Cast, please, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times, good times. Oh, God. So, uh, while we were there, a lot really hard to find one this time. Sure. Not on any fault of Chris's, of course. It was just, we've done so many fucking Spider Man yeah, movies. Well, his run dry, so to speak. Yep. And unfortunately, we still have more to do. So, um, <laughs> not unfortunately. Why would I say unfortunately? Yeah. We, we have nothing are, but good yeah. stuff ahead of us. Um, so we looked for sand themed ones, aliens, redemption, revenge, nothing popped out until way in the corner. If you've ever been to branching out by their beer that is refrigerated, yep. we found, uh, Ooh, what's the name of the, so, the veil. Yeah. So it's the veil brewing company out of okay. Richmond in Norfolk, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And it is crucial taunt. <laughs> Which works because, you know, I still remember seeing this in the theater and the second Peter versus Harry scene, I was like, well, this is how he should have been the whole time. The, yeah. Taunting the shit out of him. He's a not quipper. as malicious, but that's that's Spider-Man. He's always like taking jabs and shooting and uh-huh. bow, bow. So crucial, crucial taunt taunt is their enhanced double dry hopped version of their Citra Forward House Double IPA. It is a saturated, super soft balance of orange candy, citrus Ooh. zest, and pineapple juice. Ooh, these I'm excited. These come in the 16-ounce uh, craft cans, and this is uh, 8% alcohol by volume. So this is a this is a good uh, beer for staying in tonight. Yeah, it is. And I'm sure this bo- <laughs> I'm sure this beer is going to be much better than the movie. Oh, I, I mean. We could be drinking, I, I don't know, shit on any 
beer, but we could be drinking skunk beer, and I'd be like, hmm, better than the movie. Oh my god, it's like it's like orange juice. It's so it's so thick and oh opaque. My wow. Oh, I'm I already can tell I'm gonna like this. Yeah. Oh, buddy. Yes. Oh, I All think, right, uh, friend. I, I'm I'm liking the look of it. Cheers. Cheers. Oh man, that one is dangerous. Oh damn, that is really really smooth. Unlike th- everything in this movie. Yeah, that's true. This is as smooth as emo Peter. <laughs> oh, emo Parker. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck that. Uh. I just. Uh. Uh, well, uh, once again, uh, great choice, and uh, thank you to our friends at Brand Channel Bottle Shop. They never let us down. Finest beer selection. Never. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. Better? Okay. I've said it too many times. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't think we, we've got no reshoots or reactions. We don't. End of the season. If we do, well, sorry, you're going to have to wait until next season. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, we do have some production stuff. Obviously, we've done a lot of Spider-Man movies. Actually, um, other than, so this completes the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man run, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man run. We haven't done. No, the, we got left is Tom. And have we done Spider Verse? Oh, we already have sp- yeah. done Spider Verse. Yeah, yeah, I totally forgot on that. Yeah, just Tom. Miles is our, Miles is there. Yeah, he's there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, not, uh, season three was when we started Spider-Man, Tobey <gasps> Maguire Spider-Man. That is a like we got. Uh, the Andrew Garfield ones, I think it was maybe the same season. I think it was, and I think it was not too far apart, yeah. Like, a couple episodes apart? Yep. Which is sad. I yeah. wish we'd spent more time on those. Uh, uh, no more, uh, listen. Listen. You're, uh, you're going to sit here and tell me you'd rather watch this than The Amazing Spider-Man no, 3. No, listen. Two. I, I'm going to tell you that, uh, that watching Homecoming cemented my belief that um, Tom Holland's version is the best. And again... Not just because Tom Holland's wonderful, but as we talked about, right? Like, you need Spider-Man's dynamic of older heroes. You need that. We don't have Mm -hmm. that here. Everyone he's interacting with is essentially in his peer group. And uh, except for Dr. Kurt Connors, yeah, which he, might as which he fucking doesn't listen to. And, and he's not a he, he's like, well, I'm a physicist, not a biologist. The fuck he is, he's a biologist. Ugh. Yeah, like, wh- yeah, no, why even have that. him? Yeah, that would if say. you're gonna just change it, yeah, it, it, um, yeah. So That's I looked it Chekhov's up. Chekhov's one-armed scientist, right? Like, why he was he supposed there? to be in, um, no, Vulture was for four and five were planned. Oof, and canceled what? after how badly this movie did. Well, uh, wait, 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 wait. okay. Well, I'm going to do the money critically, up critically, not okay. money. Okay, yeah. critically, like Sony. Sony actually looked at art rather than numbers and went, "Oh, we need to reboot the series." And I believe they were done with Ram- Ramy's, for lack of a better term, bullshit. Like his weird eccentricities in these movies that I hate. <laughs> Except for one that he does in almost every movie, uh, he does in a later movie. Will do mm-hmm. that. I'm like that time. It was justified. I'll tell you now. When spoiler alert. Careful, Casey. That's a spoiler. Um, I looked up real quick before we go into the money. Sure. Amazing Spider-Man was episode uh, season two, episode eleven. Amazing Spider-Man <laughs> two was season two, episode fifteen. Okay. We had a spread of four there. All right. Uh, Spider-Man was season 341. Uh, and then um, 
uh, yeah, and then Spider-Man 2 was season four, uh, episode 59. Okay. All right. So it's it? been a bit since, yeah. since 2020. Since a, since a poor Spider-Man. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So um, you mentioned Sam Raimi, the director of the first two returns for this. Uh, I We've talked about it in the past. I'm not going to talk about it again. Three nope. people have writing credits on this. Sam Raimi, mm, his really? brother, Ivan Raimi, who, with mm. whom he frequently collaborates. Um, and then a third man, Alvin Sargent, who is a mm. legit mm-hmm. screenwriter. So he wrote... Paper Moon, Ordinary People, What About Bob, which is a wonderful movie. Uh, he was an uncredited writer on the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie. He gets the screen, you know, the screenplay credit for Spider-Man 2. And he also gets a writing credit for The Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield. I, th- I thought that was interesting. Do you think for Spider-Man 3, he was like, ah, I'm good. You can take my name off this one. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I mean, listen, from a financial perspective... There's nothing to be ashamed of. So, the the budget for this one was a little harder to pin down. So, um, there was a range of estimates. The high end of that range was three hundred and fifty million dollars, and it goes on to to gross eight hundred ninety five million at the box office. Now, this wow, is wow, a, wow. Two, yeah, two thousand seven movie. If you take a two thousand seven dollar to twenty twenty three, you're multiplying by one point four. So that. $350 million budget becomes about $490 million. Wow. And nice. the $895 million box office becomes $1.25 billion. So, you know, it is absolutely a commercial success. Now, I, I don't usually Critically, do, on the other side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I don't usually do this, but there's a there was an article that RottenTomatoes.com uh, published in... 2000, in May of 2007, around the time of the release here. Um, and it was written by Fred Topol. They published it on May 2nd, 2007. I'm going to read from it. It's a few paragraphs, but I think it's really interesting. Um, first, I'm going to start by increasing the size of my screen. Whoa, so I, I don't want to know what yeah, you're increasing listen, the size got, of right now. I just need a minute. I just need, you, do you want a five or a ten? No. Okay. All right. Oh, um, sequel. Oh, so, uh, <clears throat> so, the article reads, sequel budgets always get higher as they have to top their predecessors. But when the franchise is Spider-Man, the studio tends to loosen the checkbook. Producer Laura Ziskin explained why Spider-Man 3 had to cost more than the previous two. Quote, Sam's appetite, and I believe the audience's appetite, I don't think we could put out a third movie and say, we're going to give you less than we gave you the last time, she said. I think we feel that we have to raise the bar. We said that to Sony going in, so our visual effects budget was probably 30% higher, and I think that's reflected in the number of action sequences, the scale of the sequences, and the complexity, of course, of Sandman. And then the talent obviously made more money in each successive movie, which they well deserved. So that's where the increase in the budget came. Then there's a, a brackets uh, reference here. The budget is estimated by some at up to $350 million in production costs alone. Below the line, as they say, everything was equal. From a production standpoint, we were pretty equivalent to the last movie in terms of our, in terms of our production period. The shooting costs, there was a cost of living increase, but not a huge one. The biggest increase in the budget, which I think you see reflected in the movie, was in the visual effects. Hmm. Now, I, it I is, agree. Uh, it is unfair to... You know, to to view this movie in comparison to visual effects we have in you know twenty twenty three, right? In the last couple of years, it's this movie is well, sixteen years the, old. Well, some of the effects lately have uh, they're getting sloppy. Um, <laughs> no, I think the effects look great, but for giant Sandman at the end, 
is the only time I go, right, this is 2007. Right. Like, it's not bad. It's just obvious 2007 CGI. Like, yeah. it's but, decent. It, I'm never like, boo. And there's one shot when he first gets big and everyone's running away. And I was just like, I wanted the screen to flash the words, green screen, green screen. <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah. But other than that, I... I actually really enjoyed all the special effects in this movie. Nothing looked bad. You know, they they picked two villains that are very CGI intensive, right? Both Sandman and Venom when we eventually get them. Um, you know, the Sandman, I think you're right. Sandman is... Uh, but the Venom effect looks really, really good. I mean, the whole, the whole way that the symbiote really moves and envelops, right? And has this feeling of claustrophobia. Um, I think it looks really, really good. Did you see... On the hellscape that is Twitter, the bright shining light a couple weeks ago, like a week ago. I think when we pulled this, the next day I was on looking on Twitter to see if it was still uh, a functioning website. Is this on fire? Yeah. <laughs> and there's a there's something in the ocean that moves very much like um, the symbiote on its own. No. And like they're like, what the hell alien thing is this? And Topher Grace retweeted saying... Don't fuck around with that. I've had bad times there. I'm like, oh my God. Good for you, Topher. He's a smart guy. Yeah. I mean, and he also fully admits, like, I was the wrong person to be cast in this movie. Like, yeah. good on him to be able to be like, nope. You know, not to shit on the movie, not to shit on the producers or Sam Raimi or the writers. Just be like, I was the wrong choice. Yeah. So so I was actively reading comics at the time that Venom was created. So mm-hmm. and again, we talked about this in, in Venom, right? But the characters created back in... 86? Uh, 80, uh, cl- 84, close. 84, uh, okay. So the alien costume is 84 as Venom in 88. Um, oh, 88. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So was he in the black costume for a long time? Uh. Sorry, Peter. Was Peter in the black costume for that seems he like was it would the, be a couple of years? He was in the black costume for a couple of years, if I remember right. I mean, so so the end of the the first Secret Wars, you know, he finds this what he thinks is a costume making machine, right? And <laughs> he comes shit. back. Yeah, and he comes back with the black costume. Um and it was it was a while after that before Did you know that we almost got that black costume in this movie? Oh, with the with the white spider? No, I didn't with know With the that. white webbing and with the white spider, yeah, and the correct eyes and smooth. Yep. But, and I'll find a picture and we'll, we'll post it when this episode comes out. The producers thought it looked too, quote, BDSM for a ch- movie for children. I'm <laughs> like, and I've seen them like, no, it's fucking terrifying uh. and should have been what he wore. Because well, it's just, it, no, we'll get into why we'll get, the yeah, suit. Yeah. I uh, think we, I saw where it happened, and I see, oh, Todd and I are pretty sure are going to say the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, so you brought it up. So, you know, Topher Grace is wrong for, for my Eddie Brock. Tom Hardy is better. But mm-hmm. I really think of the, you know, the Todd McFarlane era of uh, How Amazing long? Spider-Man. How we, yeah, yeah. It, but, and ironically, Let's build a time even, machine, I need take... even bulkier, right? Like, I need well, like, almost in his like the day, 80s in his muscle, no, no, in his, yeah, in his day, Howie Long was a built guy. 
Get him to the gym a little more. Get him a little bit of that superhero juice, if you know what I'm talking about. And, uh, you know, bulk him up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, Eddie Brock in the comics, it's almost ridiculous that he's a photographer because he looks like a bodybuilder. He is Mm -hmm. massive. He he has a a massive bulk. Before yeah. the symbiote attaches to him. Um, and and Topher I, Grace ain't it. <laughs> and like I saw in the notes, Topher Grace gained 25 pounds of muscle for this movie. Good for you, buddy. Where? Still didn't, Where? doesn't help. Where? Doesn't help you. Yeah. No, I mean, think about Eric Foreman. Think about, I mean, he sure. left that 70s show pretty much to do this movie. Like he left to do movies and this was the first thing he got cast in. So unfortunately, like, that's been mixed together. Like he quit that 70s show for Spider-Man. No, he quit. He was not on that 70s show for a bit, auditioned, and then was cast. And we all went, oh no, wait. <laughs> this is not a Heath Ledger situation where we were all terribly wrong with this casting. We were all right. This yeah. shouldn't have been it. Yeah. And to be fair. And also he should have been in Spider-Man 2. The the arc of Eddie going from yeah. cub reporter to head uh, cub uh, photographer. To head photographer, to wanting to murder Peter Parker in the span of two hours. I'm like, Oof. yeah. And you know, you throw Jesus. away you you throw away a arguably one of the most interesting uh, and iconic members of Spidey's Rogues Gallery, right? Like you throw mm-hmm. away the symbiote. In this movie. Even, I mean, I guess you could. Eddie was a say foil for Speeder. Yeah, no, he did not survive. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, if there was if there was a Spider-Man four, five, six, like we would have had a a flashback scene where a little bit of material, you know, was thrown clear, and you know, yeah, you know, it had Eddie's DNA. It had in it. Eddie's we get another one of those yeah. stupid DNA shots, like we get in this movie where it becomes sand. I'm like, that's. I see what you're doing. How any of this? Yeah. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> Uh, it's not our, as bad as when the little spiders were crawling all over his DNA in the first yeah. one. But still, it's pretty, pretty <laughs> that's, fucking that's stupid. Uh, um, what yeah, else you got? No, that, that's all I got for production. Right. What do, what do I, I got I got almost cast for only one character because there's only one really new character of any significance in this movie. That would be one Miss Gwen Stacy. Yep. Alicia Cuthbert. Yep. Yeah, sure. Sure. Absolutely. And... Uh, uh, Young actress, maybe you know her by the name of Scarlett Johansson. Oh God, I love Scarlett Johansson. That would have been. Well, listen, I love Bryce <laughs> Dallas Howard. I totally forgot she's, she was in this. Totally forgot she was in this. A fucking delight in everything I see her in. Yeah. Have you? Uh, what? And she's also a phenomenal director. She is, and she's really funny. I mean, clearly the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Uh, what did I? I just saw her on. And it might have been a clip. It, it actually was a clip from, I think, when the first Jurassic World movie came out. Oh, Maybe God. it was was is either Seth Meyers or Jimmy Fallon. But they, she was saying how like she has the ability to scream really well for the camera, and she mm-hmm. like she gives them like, "Are you ready for it?" And she goes, and holy shit, that's like a scream queen level scream. I was stunned. I'm literally thinking of in the first Jurassic Park or the first Jurassic World where she screams "Run!" Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, oh damn, that's yeah. really good." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, well, uh, I, I, I got nothing. I got nothing. You know let's, what? let's rip the bandaid. Let's let's roll that film. 
Before I start reading, yeah, I'd like to do my note first. We may have the same note. Sure. Uh, so at the beginning of this, we have some VO, uh, otherwise known as voiceover, and it's a very cocky Spider-Man. It's me, Peter Parker, your friendly neighborhood, you know. I just want to say, I already fucking hate this movie. Now that's so interesting. My tone was, boy, this is a really upbeat, positive, optimistic tone. We're off to a great start. Nothing's going to go wrong, will it? It will. <laughs> it sure will. Yeah. Peter Parker plans to propose to Mary Jane Watson. The scene where he goes to talk to Aunt May, what tone are we trying to go for in that scene? Well, I think that's going to be the question that we're going to ask throughout this movie. There are just some odd tonal shifts, in my, in my opinion. No. It, Woof. Yeah. And the problem is Rosemary Harris is selling everything she's, that's being thrown at her in that scene. And Peter's kind of a dick showing up in the middle of the night to Aunt May. Peter, what is it? MJ. Dude, people showed up at Aunt May's house in the middle of the night to tell her her husband was dead. I'm going to ask her to marry me. Don't fucking do that. That's <laughs> not cool. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to see Mary Jane singing here, and I I did some oh. digging. It's her. It's her. I saw conflicting reports, but I saw enough of them were saying it was her that I do think it's her. They say that falling in love is wonderful. It's her doing her best Zoe Deschanel impression. It, 100%. Uh, but, you know, my note is someone who does not To the like, point where I was like, hmm, is it Zoe Deschanel just doing this? Well, I'll tell you, as someone who does not like musical theater, my thought was she has a really, what I would consider like a classical, like musical theater voice, and I thought it sounded nice. No, it's fine. Yeah. No, it's fine. I mean, we didn't hear enough of Jesse Collins, her replacement, to really make a, a strong enough opinion if she should have been fired. But uh, we'll get to we'll get to the firing. Okay. I've got a note about it later because sure. everything about that scene is just no. Okay, so Peter Parker's plans to propose to Mary Jane Watson, who has made her Broadway musical debut, while the two stargaze in Central Park in the webbing that came out of Peter. <laughs> 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 An extraterrestrial Get a little in your hair. Yeah. Symbiote lands on Earth and follows Peter to his apartment attached to his motorbike. Now, the CGI for the symbiote is not bad. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, pretty consistently, I, this gets a thumbs up for me throughout the movie. Yeah. In the comics, if I remember correctly, anytime we saw it, it was like almost like a like an ink goo. Almost. Yes. It didn't have, like, the instant you see this, if you don't know who Venom is and what the symbiote is, you know it's bad news. Yeah, so exactly. kudos to the visual effects team for letting us know visually, don't fuck around with that thing. You don't want that in, on you. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> on you, in you, anywhere. Oh, oh Harry Osborne, knowing Peter is Spider-Man, seeks to avenge his father's death. Now, Peter and uh, Harry had this moment after the musical. I need to talk to you. Explain things. Tell it to my father. Raise him from the dead. And then Mary Jane and Peter are backstage, and we get a time stamp of how long it's been since the events of Spider-Man 2. I missed that. How? What's A year. Oh, okay. It's been a year since Harry and Peter have talked. And MJ is so fucking nonchalant about it. She's like, What's with you guys, anyway? <laughs> Todd, if, if you and I, for some reason, some horrible reason, sure. didn't talk for an entire year... 
Yeah. Do you think Aubrey or Danny would be like, hey, what's going on? No, I think, yeah, yeah. And I don't think They'd it would like, go hey. a year. Yeah, exactly. I, it would be like two months and our wives would be like, hey, numb nuts, yeah. get together and figure out friend. what, what yeah, the fuck's exactly. going on. <laughs> <laughs> He's your best friend, goddammit. Stop it. Yeah. Best friends. <laughs> best, best friends. friends. Yeah. Yep. Right. So I was just like, no, these guys were best friends in high school. Yep. They lived together. And Mary Jane is like, oh, it's weird you don't talk to him anymore. No. Yeah, no! the, the, the characters are weird. I, I mean, again, it, the tone of this movie is is weird. The characters are weird in parts. I, I this is not this is my least favorite of the Tobey Maguire Spider Mans, which until Tom Holland was my favorite Spider Man. So, and just to, to to really drive home how stupid this moment is, <laughs> it would also be like my friend Amy, who you are friends with, also. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been friends with Amy since seventh grade. Sure. If I was just like, I'm not going to talk to her for a whole year, Tanny would just be constantly like, what's going on? Why aren't you talking? What's happening? Not like, Man, what's going on? <laughs> ah, God, Mary Jane annoys me in this movie to no end yeah. because she's either like flippant and nonchalant and not understanding what's happening in a scene or she's just being written so shrill. That it's just like, I just, yeah, they're supposed to be adults now and they're writing her still like a high schooler. Uh, okay, I'm done. Um, <laughs> For now. <laughs> no, I'm done. Podcast over. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure. We had a good run. Casey. Using his father's performance enhancing gas. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> performance enhancing gas. I thought they only came in pills. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> um, also, uh, at least someone worked out for this film. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Very clear. Toby was like, I'm not going to work out for this one. <laughs> But he battles Peter. Um, he sneaks up behind Peter on the snowboard glider. Yep. That's the only way to describe it. The new goblin is a fucking snowboarder. I, I have a note there. The glider's a snowboard? Yeah. With all the, like, <laughs> snowboarder vibes, right? Like, the edgy, you know, we're not skiers, we're snowboarders. We do our own thing. Like, it, it's it's totally that you, vibe as the green You goblin. could see that outfit that he is wearing going down a hill at a ski lodge and be like, that's totally normal. It's ski. It's snowboarding pants. So I I had a question there. What are your thoughts on Harry's Green Goblin getup? <laughs> it's not a Green Goblin getup. Well, it's better than the Power Rangers bullshit they put poor Willem to yes. in. So, but that's important. So it's better than. I like the fact that he's not just wearing his father's armor, right? So it's it's like no, I'm making it mine. I like the sword. I like the sword. The not lightsaber sword. Totally not trademark infringing lightsaber sword. Well, not anymore. Yeah. It's all owned by Disney, so who gives a shit? Well, Sony. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. But they're on Disney Plus. These you can watch these that's movies true. on Disney that's Plus. True. Setting up for the Tom Holland ones are coming later this year. Yeah. That's why this they started with these. No particular reason why they started with these specific movies before the Tom Holland ones, right? Just <laughs> release dates, right? That's why. Sure. That's why. I do think this is an interesting Green Goblin for film. You know, it's <sighs> yeah. I wish they. <laughs> So, in that shot where we where he's using the uh, performance enhancing farts, you see the green goblin mask. Yep. Then you see a hob goblin mask. It's yellow. It's the orangish color of the hob. Yeah, I I think that was just a you know. There's a couple moments where Raimi is giving Easter eggs out to the for fans. the sake of giving yeah, Easter I, eggs. I mean, don't put that one there because I was like, oh, cool, we're gonna see the. The Hobgoblin, yeah. which is what Harry becomes. Harry becomes the Hobgoblin. Well, one of. One, there's yeah, been a, right, right. There's been a shit ton yeah. of Hobgoblins. Flash uh, Thompson was a fucking Hobgoblin right. at one point. Right. You see that. I remember seeing this in the theater. I'm like, ooh, Hobgoblin. 
Why is he dressed like a snowboarder? Yeah. What? Yeah. That's fair. That's, that's fair. Disappointing. And also, when did Peter lose his spider sense? Uh, yeah. That, he should have. Like, I get it with Venom. I, that's one of the Venom powers. Yep. Is it because he was connected? Like, it's like stealth mode. I'm fine with that. And I noted that later with the same thought and said, okay. But specifically here, Peter's tooling along on his little moped and he gets uh, blindsided from the back by Harry and it shouldn't have happened. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I'm trying to remember. Wasn't okay. there, was it in the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man? Didn't, didn't the goblin, didn't it have like a random attack sequence thing on the glider or something? I'm trying to remember. I feel it. Was that not no. a thing? Or maybe that no, was the, it, was that the arms from Doc Ock? Like there was some like no, random number No, the arms and the glider both attack, uh, try to attack Peter, and he's able to stop okay. them. All right, yeah, no. like sneak attack them. Sure, I sure. mean that's how that's how uh, Norman dies. Sure, sure, that's right. That's Peter right. senses that the glider's coming. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Okay, so eventually Peter knocks Harry out. What did he think was going to happen? Like <laughs> clotheslining him in the middle of an alleyway. I, well, listen, but remember the performance enhancing gas has made. <laughs> Well, first Norman and now Harry physically stronger. So, you know, Spidey doesn't have the luxury of this is a dangerous, normal, you know, normal powered human with some gadgets, sure. right? Like he he is a he's a true threat to Spidey, and you know he's got to respond appropriately. Yeah, I mean, this is a this is a pretty good fight sequence. This, it, it this is, whole set piece really of the good, fight yeah. is great. First fight, awesome. It's kind of marred by Tobey Maguire's dumb face. I, he makes some really weird facial expressions. Rewatching this movie, and I've said this before, right? Like, I appreciate what Sam Raimi and Tobey Maguire did for superhero movies because I think they put us back on a course of these can be, you know, real films, good movies, sure. good stories. And that's true. But, you know, in the same way that the third, fourth, sixth, twelfth iteration of something is infinitely better than the beginning, boy, these. McGuire does not hold up when you view him against Holland. And to be fair, even Garfield, you know, I, I, I don't like Garfield's take on Spidey as much as I do Peter's. It's okay. You can be wrong, <laughs> but I, I will admit I McGuire started to wear on me a little bit. I think he's a fine actor. Um, I think I, he's a good actor with the right director. And I don't think it's Sam Raimi. There are literal scenes in this movie. I'm like, holy shit, who is directing this? Who is letting these line readings be the line readings that are in the final cut of the film? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, he knocks them out. And uh, <laughs> what happens when you hit your head in movies, Todd? Well, you uh, you wake up just fine, but with amnesia. Partial amnesia. Partial amnesia. Thank God we didn't get to wake up in the, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that great old uh, John Mulaney bit. Every time people wake up in in with amnesia, I'm always like, "Who are you? Who's that?" <laughs> no one wakes up like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, just the movie fiction of like the old, I can knock the guard out unconscious and they'll wake up fine. No, you've probably fractured their skull and they're probably going to die without medical attention. Yeah. So yeah, well, that's why you all you always do the. Hey, does this rag smell like chloroform to you? <laughs> that's true. That's right. That's right. And just the barest whiff, and they're out like a light. Yep. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yep. That definitely doesn't take a minute or two. No, 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 not at all. Meanwhile, police pursue escaped convict Flint Marco, played by the wonderful 
Thomas Hayden Church. Yep. And at the end of this little first uh, chase, we get the old Sam Raimi spike the lens bit. <laughs> it follows the cops, and the back of uh, Flint comes into focus. They turn and looks directly down the lens of the camera. That is called spiking the lens. Yep. And Sam Raimi obviously must get off to it because it's in <laughs> all of his movies. You mean like Quentin Tarantino and Feet? <laughs> yeah, but the problem is Quentin Tarantino actually gets off to feet. Yeah, specifically Uma Thurman's feet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, there's one later in a movie that we'll do with, that Sam Raimi directed that I also didn't like, but there's one spike the lens in that where I was like, oh damn, that was yep. the perfect time to spike the lens. Yep, you talked about that in a moment that's not in this episode, but uh, I agree mm-hmm. 100% with you, 100%. Yeah. Yep. Okay, he visits his wife and sick daughter before fleeing again, but not uh, his before smoke show of a wife, Teresa Russell. Who is she? She's she's a that woman actress. Uh, she's done some stuff. She's ridiculously hot. Um, she's very yeah. I mean, she, I mean, you know, she was like an '80s uh, sex symbol. Okay. Well, while you look her up, I'm just gonna say uh, before he flees, uh, but not before clunky clunky exposition and shitty shitty dialogue you can't hide here flint i'm just here to see my daughter you are an escaped convict the cops are looking for you you're not getting near her you're nothing but a common thief you maybe even killed a man it wasn't like that i had good reason for what it was doing and that's the truth you and the truth sitting in prison having three meals a day together i live in the presence of great truth and that is the truth that you left behind right there in that bedroom and we are only 13 minutes into this movie, Todd. And I'm like, this is the dialogue I have to sit through? Yeah, yeah. This? And honestly, by the end, I'm like, can we go back to the earlier dialogue? Because <laughs> later in the film, holy shit. Yeah. It's her most known for, Teresa. Uh, so a movie called Whore. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, which actually you've, pr- you've probably seen, there's a meme-ish clip from it with a guy who is propositioning her and it's the clunkiest prostitute uh, dialogue ever. She's in a movie called Black Widow, <laughs> The Razor's Edge, which I've referred to often talking about the comedian making a turn to the dramatic. It was Bill Murray's uh, turn in that space. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm trying to think what you would have recognized. If you see her younger, I, I think you'd recognize her. I might her. recognize her more. Yeah. In yeah. this, I was just like, oh, okay. Random lady yeah yeah this chase now sends them out into the middle of a field because there are tons of just fields with scientific experiments happening in new york city yeah well as you know new york city known for its vast wide open uninterrupted spaces yes yeah he falls into an experimental particle accelerator with the dumbest scientists of all time yes i I have that note. I'm like, the, these guys suck. Donnie, we got a little fluctuation on one. There's a change in the silicon mass. That's yeah, probably a bird. It'll fly away when we fire it up. Clearly, they did not go to the Walter White School of Lab Sterility, right? Like, mm-hmm. Walter White spent a whole episode looking for that fucking fly. They've got a human in there. They're like, eh, I'm sure it's fine. Oh, do you like that episode of uh, Breaking Bad? Yeah. Yeah, you know who directed that episode? I do not. Ryan Johnson. Really? Yeah. Well, he shouldn't do uh, Breaking Bad episodes and not Star Wars movies. Uh, and Knives Out and Glass Onion. Okay. Well, he should do and those, And The Last too. Jedi. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, you almost had me there. Okay. Damn it. <laughs> I was trying. I, try, I tried. Yeah. I tried. Um, no, not only that, like, okay, yeah, maybe it's a bird. You, you don't care about contamination. When the particle accelerator is still going and going, and then it fucking knocks Flint out, mm-hmm. leaving him in it, contaminating the area, does the sensor stop paying attention to contaminants? Like, someone should... Well, I think at that point, he doesn't register as a contaminant because he's been transformed into sand. Not yet. It, it should have... There should have been a... It's just... Uh, well, wait, too why, many, are we looking for logic yeah. here? <laughs> well, and then yeah. let's let's spend a minute on these dumb, dumb cops. Mm-hmm. They clearly hear Flint screaming because that's what brings him to the pit of sand. It's, and they're not like dig all the sand out. He's down. He's got to be down in there. It's the it's the first rule of law enforcement. If your prey escapes into a top secret classified area science zone, they get away free. It's like a get out of jail no. free card. The cops just kick the dirt a little and go. Nah. We'll get you next time, Marco. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there is an era in the comics, and it's around the time when Venom shows up, where Sandman isn't really a villain anymore. Um, mm-hmm. I I really, really like that in this version of Sandman. Um, I thought it was a great nod to the comics, the iconic kind of green and Oh, yeah, he's, he is ripped shirt. right out of yeah. the comics. Yeah. In every way, like Thomas, I never thought Thomas Hayden Church for... Sandman, sure. apparently, uh, Toby McGuire and Sam Raimi have been talking about Sandman since Spider-Man 1 press. So, like, if we get to do more of these, we want to bring Sandman in. I'm like, it's a weird character from Peter's Rogue to... Uh, yeah, I, I like him he, he, because he's... I mean, he's right there. Yeah, he, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, he is, he is like an OG member of the Rogue's Gallery. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was part of the Sinister Six at yeah, one point. Yeah. He's all over there, but... Sandman. Um, you know, one of the best moments in the movie, I think, is there is some really great storytelling that happens in his transformation. The realization of what he's become, the horror. Post-transformation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, trying oh, I to, love the trial and error. Trying oh, to, I... like, grab the locket, right? Like, I mean, there's there's a whole story told there without words, and I think that's really good. Yeah, there's just some really nice gems in this in this terrible movie yeah. that may, like... yes. Oh, this movie's so frustrating because we've watched movies that start good and go bad. Mm-hmm. We've watched movies that start bad and go good. This might be the f- most starts bad and gets worse that we've had. Uh, it's yeah, it's just so it's just so all over the place. But there are moments but that's the problem that are just yeah, it's just so all over the place. I, 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 I listen. I, I don't think that. I think you got to go with either Sandman or Venom. I, you know, I'll tell you, I absolutely hate this retcon that it was Flint Marco that actually killed Uncle Ben. I hate that. I think it's stupid. It's not needed. It's not from the origin. It yeah, doesn't. It's almost like making the Joker be the person that killed, killed that man. The, yeah. It, it's just dumb. Not every villain has to like tie back to a hero's origin, right? Like it just, come on. Yeah. Oh, wait, let me, uh, Batman's parents. I'll put it where it belongs. I realized I just did kill the Batman, oh, which he's done also. Um, uh, so this particle accelerator fuses his body with surrounding sand. Marco gains the ability to control sand and reform his body to become the sand. During a festival honoring Spider-Man for saving Gwen Stacy's life, who was doing a 
sexy copier print ad? Or was this leading to porn? Why is Gwen a model? She's not a model. Mary Jane is the model. Gwen Stacy is not a model. That Like, what is happening here? Well, of the two, I'd rather look at print ads of Bryce Dallas Howard than... Same, but why? if you're bringing Gwen Stacy in, then why are you... Oh, is, are you upset about uh, Spider-Man history being changed? Like, oh, I don't know, organic web shooters. Listen. this Is this your organic web shooters? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I am. It makes no it's, sense. It's the fundamental makeup of Gwen Stacy. She's not a. She's not a model, and she doesn't need to be a model. She's the fucking daughter of the captain of the police force, and she's not struggling in the science class that she's in with Peter. She's a no. a fucking brilliant student herself, right? Like, why make her Gwen Stacy if you're not going to bring in anything that makes her Gwen Stacy? And, and for what's so, worth, I'm not even a Gwen Stacy purist. I'm a team Mary Jane Watson, but I know who Gwen Stacy is, and I know what she is, and she ain't this. See, I'm I'm more Gwen Stacy because of Emma Stone. What about your era in the comics? Because I know that. Oh, it was Mary Jane. It was Mary Jane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Gwen was long dead. Yeah, but I'm also the time in the comics where. I think this is where, like, they read this part of the comics from Mary Jane and, like, we're done. Because Mary Jane was just constantly griping on Peter for being Spider-Man. I'm like, he's he's Spider-Man. He's a superhero. That's a transition from teenage high school Peter Parker to mm-hmm. adult Peter Parker. And it those are almost, like, different comics. He's adult Peter Parker, but he's not Professor Parker yet. He still works yeah. as a... Cameraman, or he's a, a grad student, right? Yeah, he's still trying yeah, to, yeah. Make, yeah, and still a freelance photographer to pay the bills. Yeah, I, yeah. I started like the end of the of the McFarlane era. It's such a good era of yeah, 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 yeah. to the Mark Bagley Jr. era. Okay, yep. Where, where Venom had a monstrous underbite. Do you remember these? Uh, Hang on. Yeah. Let me find one for you. Oh, yes. Oh, God. I forgot about those. Yeah. No, wait. That, that's not even the... Oh, wait. No, it's not Mark Bagley. Randy Ortiz? It. Hang on. Yeah, Mark did it pretty good. I'm thinking of somebody else. Who, oh, there it is. Eric Larson? Eric Larson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. I see the exact one you're with talking the, about. With the, the charred head? Oh, I'm looking at... Of, and there's a bunch like that. And it just protruded more and more when he drew it that it it got pretty comical. Who drew the one, the iconic one with where Venom's holding the skull like last poor York, but it's got the... Yeah, that's Larson. Yeah. And, and I remember this comic. It said, alas, poor Parker, I slew him yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. I have this comic downstairs somewhere. Do you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a pretty good one. I, well, yeah, I so like Amazing Spider-Man, like the the Carnage era was was when I was heavily heavily into Spider-Man. Got it, got it. In fact, I'm looking at Carnage: The Conclusion, and I remember buying this comic. <laughs> what was right by the landmark? What comic book shop? That was Dream Days. Okay, I went into Dream Days then. Yep. One of the few times I went in there and bought uh, Spider-Man 363, which was the end of the Carnage. Storyline, which was a countdown to Spidey's 30th anniversary. Yep. Uh, and then went to go see Weird Al. Yeah, oh, that's a good day. The, Mike, uh, the wonderful just nerd, Mike. Nerd, nerd, nerd. Mike was the owner of Dream Days. Uh, yep. Wonderful human being. And the super cool uh, yellow plastic bags, the Dream Days comic bags, those uh, 
fond memories of those, mm-hmm. right? That is such a sense mm-hmm. memory. Riding home in the car after, you know, being able to, and so I think when I would start buying comics, I think they were still 60 cents, but for a few bucks, you could get a handful of comics and just like, which one am I going to read first and trying to pace yourself, right? Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I just looked at that, that issue cost a dollar 25. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I would kill to be like, I remember when I would be mad that a comic was like $4. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I dream of the day paying $4 for a comic book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is why I don't buy single comic books anymore. Yeah, I buy same. them in in omnibuses and initiatives. Or, yep, yep. Uh, During the festival honoring Spider-Man for saving Gwen Stacy's life, Peter mm-hmm. kisses Gwen to please the crowd. Honestly, what 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 is Peter thinking? <laughs> he, he's a big dum dum here. And again, I feel like this is not good character development. It's almost like, well, we need this to happen, so have him do that, even if it doesn't make sense. If this had happened when he was wearing the black suit. Sure. Yes. I'm like, okay, got it. The black suit is amplifying intrusive thoughts. It's inhibiting Mm -hmm. like his self-control. That would make perfect sense. But yeah, it it makes no sense here. Makes no sense. Of course, this angers Mary Jane. Uh, Mm -hmm. Marco then robs an armored truck and escapes. Now, something that we don't see here is um, Peter Parker back at the Daily Bugle. Give me a series of... Miss Brandt and J. Jonah Jameson all day long. Where she's bugging him. Time to take your pill. Not that one. Not that one. Drink plenty of water. Thank you. Oh, so good. I I dated a girl in high in college, rather, that um uh, no, she wasn't famous yet, but has done doppelganger things since. Been like, you know, like you know, when people are like, oh, what famous person do you do, do people say you look sure. like? Like yours is um the guy from Real Genius. Yep. Mitch. No. What? Oh no, I was gonna say the from um uh, from Django Unchained. Django Unchained? What who who? The main guy, the the German guy. Christoph Waltz? You very much look what? like Christoph Waltz, sir. Oh, okay. I could oh okay. <laughs> there Listen, you go. Yeah. That that's a compliment to me. That's how I'm taking it. Yeah. A little yeah, when he's got I, a it was not meant little, to be anything yeah. but a compliment. Yeah. It's specifically Christoph Waltz in Django Unchained. Yeah. When you had your long hair. <laughs> oh, that was a that was <laughs> like, a, Aubrey's like glad a, I do not anymore. <laughs> mm. Uh not uh, actually I guess my fat face now. Uh Gabriel Jarrett. <laughs> Is the young man Gabriel who played Jared. Mitch Taylor in Real Genius uh, opposite Val Kilmer? Uh, when I was in high school, like middle school, high school, that was me. Sadly, as he's gotten older and fatter, he's kind of me now as well. And although I've kept my hair, he's bald. Oh my God. <laughs> the, the now one, not as much, but the, but the, the one. Well, there's this. Oh God. Hang on. I got to send you this one. If it's if it, is it the one where he's got like a plum colored open collared shirt with a little tiny choker chain? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's I, yeah. yeah. That's when I'm if I shave my beard and I give myself the triple chin. That's what I look like. Oh no, not that one. The one there's a one where he's wearing a red shirt with a look like an eagle's talon. Oh yes, that one. I see that one as well. Yes, I see that. That one is. As well. That's your stunt double. You've captured the stunt doubles. But him as a kid, that's what I looked like in middle school. Like I can show oh, you, like buddy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I just 
Yeah, I see it. I see it. Just a little guy. Has he lost his hair? I don't see any. Uh, I mean, it's not not full, but like it's a receipt. It's a receipt. He has a five head now. So, Aww, and luckily buddy. I have a. You know, I've got all my hair. So, yeah, same. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's getting gray. Like, but actually, it's going white. <laughs> uh, all right, Casey, we got to get back on track here. No, no, no. Wait, I had something else to say. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What was I going to say? Well, uh, well, a couple other things. One, we got a Stanley cameo here. Which is fine. It's not as creative as oh, anything wait, we get into you. Oh. I dated a girl who oh, looked sure. very much like Elizabeth Banks. That's oh, what I was going to say. Really? I love Elizabeth <laughs> Banks. <laughs> Go on. She's actually uh, starting her own podcast. Sh- have you seen Cocaine Bear yet? Yeah. I uh, oh. didn't love it as much as you did. Oh, God. I just thought it was so ridiculously funny. We, Aubrey and I laughed our asses off. Yeah, I thought it was okay. Oh, that's unfortunate. Todd, look at your phone. Oh, my. Okay, I see. I see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not so much in that picture, but there are other pictures where I can. No, like, I can see. I can. I can see sisters. How it in. Yeah, very, very uh, attractive uh, young lady there. Yes, she is. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, yeah. I, I love uh, Elizabeth and, Banks. Uh, you know when she shows up, but in, in this movie with the brown hair, like I never really saw it until the brown hair. I was like, oh yeah. But her <laughs> fucking with Jay. Jonah Jameson is yeah. one of the highlights of the movie, in my opinion. Well, J.T. Simmons is much like Poochie. When he's not on screen, people should be saying, where's J.K. Simmons? I don't know who Poochie is. Poochie was this character that Homer created that was on Itchy and Scratchy, and everybody hated it, but the execs were like, we love Poochie, and everyone should be like, when Poochie's not on screen, they should be like, where's Poochie? <laughs> Got it. Okay. Right. Very, very funny. Okay. Um, the fight itself with Sandman, this is a pretty good fight, in my opinion. The CG, the the special effects are cool. It is, you know, the, the challenge that Spider-Man has fighting the Sandman, um, I think it really works well. Did you know the part where he punches Sandman in the chest and his arm goes through was uh, doubled by a amputee boxer? What? Mm-hmm. So he... Th- no way. So it's just someone missing the his forearm. Yep. They just lined it up, and then they put a fake fist on the other side of Thomas Hayden Church. Brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Good way around. I mean, they did. They do. Um, they did it on The Walking Dead all the time. Yeah. Walkers that were like missing arms and legs. They got amputees to do them. Yeah. 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 Um, but the fight is really good. The action's good. I mean, there aren't fight sequences in this movie. I think that don't hold up. I mean, those are probably some of the best bits of the movie. The problem is. The first two fight scenes we've talked about. Yep. Harry versus Spidey or Peter, mm-hmm. really, and Spidey versus Sandman, both end with bizarre moments. Like Peter clotheslines Harry in the first one, knocks him down f- 50 feet, and then like lands and is like, Harry, are you still alive? I'm like, he fell 50 feet. No, he's not alive. Well, you he, but, no, but again, he's not a human be- he's not a normal human being. He's he's nah. enhanced. And then with this, this ends with because uh, Sandman just engulfs. Spidey and Sand, so of course he's trying to get it out of his suit at the end. My problem is we now see how Toby Maguire wears his Spider-Man suit. <laughs> because it takes the boot off and you can see the little piece of uh string that's holding down the legging. Did you notice this? No, I did not. Oh yeah, it's really obvious. You're just like, guys, just don't show his foot. Hmm. Like they didn't oh, care like a little, at this point. Like, loop that goes around a toe to keep the tension in the legging. Is that? Yep. Okay. Yep. Same. The the oh, like next generation kind of cast yeah. wore the same stuff. They wore suspenders and their uh, 
pants were hooked into their boots. Yeah. Uh, I wore those in the Air Force. They're called oh, sure, sure, shirt sure. garters, right? Yeah. They're called what? Shirt garters. Shirt garters. So they, they're, they have little plastic or rubber clips. Usually you have one on each, you know, four of them total, two in the front, two in the back, one down each leg, front and back. And it clips mm-hmm. to the bottom of your shirt, and then it goes all the way down and clips to the top of your socks. So there's always a nice, tight, like, you know, the 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 flat front shirt, front and back to your shirt. Yep. Yeah. Weirdest thing. So now we've got the proposal scene. That's not in this. Like, Wikipedia, how do you skip yeah. the fucking proposal scene with Bruce Campbell? Well, we're benefiting from the, the work of volunteers, so we appreciate what they're doing. They chose not to talk about it. But, yeah. Not talking about Bruce Campbell is a sin. <laughs> I mean, is this his best cameo in all three? Yes. Yeah. Because his first one is fine. And two, he's just annoying. Yep. And in after this, apparently there was a rumor that if they had made a sixth one, they would have gotten all the remaining alive um, villains and become the Sinister Six. Yeah. And Bruce Campbell would have been Mysterio. Oh, God. I and it's been that. him fucking with Peter the whole time, like oh. retconning in that he knew from, like, he was the announcer, but then he, he recognized, yeah, yeah. He recognized that's why he's in oh, these different disguises, God, the rest I, of them. That would have been when, worth sitting through two more uh, of these movies. The whole scene, do you feel like Peter's like, are you really French or are you fucking with me? Because it's right on the line. Uh, romance. Yes. I am French, of course. <laughs> and he's like, are you? <laughs> are you a Frenchman? Um, yeah, I mean, God, Peter just progressively gets dumber in this movie. Yeah. Like, when Gwen comes over, she's, like, leaning on him and doing all this stuff. And I don't think Gwen necessarily is hitting on Peter. Mm-mm. I think that's just Gwen's personality. Yes. But Peter should be like, mm, Gwen, not in front of my girlfriend like this is my least favorite peter parker in any spider-man movie sure 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 yeah yeah and so this whole like he's gonna propose and there's this bit where he waves to gwen and that's what brings the weight staff over it's very very comical and like this whole time i just wanted mary jane to be like peter i got fired from the show yeah you, you wanted a real you wanted a real moment but also Peter should know that because if she's a Broadway performer, she gets one night off a week, and that is Monday. If it is not Monday, he should be like, hey, how come we can go to dinner at this French restaurant? Oh, wait. <gasps> His invitation when he's holding the um, that card that he has to the place, yeah. I think it says that it's a Monday. Oh. Wait. Hold for one. Let me go back and look. That's really good. Oh, I might just have to eat some crow right now. <laughs> Crack an egg on it. Any of you even Ka-ka-ka-choo. seen a chicken? Yeah. <laughs> Monday. It's fucking wow, Monday. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Oh, well, okay. Sam Raimi, all the shit that you get wrong in this movie. Okay. Nice. I apologize. The theater geek in me came out, but then I realized wait, it does say Monday at 7 30. Yep. Yep. So uh, all you other theater nerds listen to this podcast that were. Clicking put, away at put your mouth. Put pitchforks down. Yeah. Yeah. Put your <laughs> step away from the keyboard. That's right. That's right. Uh, anything else you had for the proposal scene? No, just Peter's okay. idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. NYPD Captain George Stacy. Zephyrin Cochran himself, yes. the inventor of warp drive here <laughs> on planet Earth, only 40 years away. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the wonderful uh, James Cromwell. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. I love love James Cromwell. Yeah. Big Star Trek actor, been in a bunch I, of Star Trek. I mean, just huge everything, right? Like, I mean. Babe. Babe. That'll do, pig. That'll do. Eraser. Um, <laughs> L.A. Confidential. I think he is in L.A. Confidential. Hold on. I'm pulling. The Green Mile. He is in L.A. Confidential. He is in Green Mile. Um, He's a warden. Yeah. But he only has, uh, only, only, he has 195 acting credits on IMDb. Still, I mean, that's yeah. He's he's been in a prolific. bunch of stuff. Uh, yeah. Oh my god, I I love going back. To, um, now he is, I believe, still alive. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Uh, do you know when his first acting credit on, on IMDb is? Probably the sixties. Uh, not that far back, but close. Nineteen seventy-four. The Rockford Files. One episode. Wow, James Garner. Yeah, and then three episodes on All in the Family, also in 74, as Stretch wow. Cunningham. <laughs> oh, that's uh, awkward. Yeah, not a lot of TV. Yeah, Next Gen is in there. He played a couple different people on Next Gen. Primarily, He's played a- um, looks like mainly mainly TV credits up until... I think Babe was like his big... I think well, what was first, Babe or Ellie Confidential? Babe was before that, but the first, his first movie credit, I think, is 1983 in The Man with Two Brains Steve, with Steve <gasps> Martin. Uh, he's taking, in that? Yeah. I don't remember him, but he is. He's the realtor, so it can't be a big part. Okay. He mainly stays in TV even after that. I'm fine. A fine mess. Oh, that was the... That was the attempt to update Laurel and Hardy in 80s. Oh, no, no, no. That's the horse racing one. That's a good movie with... um. Ted Danson and Howie Mandel at the racetrack. You ever? Yeah. It's, no. Yeah, it's a it's a 1986 movie with everything that comes with that. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, the oh the babe, not the babe. L.A. Law. L.A. Law. L.A. The movie Babe is 1995. Wow. Then Star Trek First. Oh wait, I'm sorry. What did I say? 95. What am I talking about? Yeah. First Contact was 97. Yeah, sorry. Ba- yeah, Babe is 95. First Contact is... Or 98. Nah, start. I just had it here. Star Trek First Contract, 96. Oh, 96. Yeah. Oh, shit. And then Green Miles, 99. What was the other one we were talking about? LA, LA Confidential is 97. Yeah, okay. So so Babe was the first thing, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that first big breakout. Yep, yep. Okay. God, Babe's such a good movie. Sorry, so a little, little rabbit trail there. No, totally fine. So, of course, he is Gwen's father. He informs mm-hmm. Peter and his Aunt May that Marco is Ben Parker's true killer. The deceased Dennis Carradine was Marco's accomplice. As Peter, wearing his Spider-Man suit, which is just weird, sleeps in his apartment <laughs> while waiting for Marco to come out of hiding, the symbiote assim- assimilates the suit. <clears throat> Which one is the camera to look at the studio audience? Yeah. Is this, is this one here? <laughs> yeah. If the symbiote attaches to the suit, it does not affect Peter in any yeah. way, shape, or form. And also, he can't rip it off at the end if it's attached to the suit. God damn it, people. Yeah. So you're 100% correct. I will say that aside, purely in terms of the visual, the. The symbiote attaching to the suit and eventually the sure. Peter is a pure Raimi horror. It, right from the beginning where you see the shadow of the symbiote moving, and that's our first clue that something bad is happening. And mm-hmm. then the horror as it, you know, 
makes contact with him and engulfs him. Um, classic Raimi. And, and, yep. and I'm okay with that, right? It, it should be a little bit uh, horrific. And if it had been like this is the first time he uses it and then he stops wearing it and when he decides to wear it again, that's when he lets it attach to him. Like he goes to grab the suit and it's almost we just watched Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of like uh, Audrey 2 with the blood in the beginning. Like yep. the suit deta- – uh, the symbiote uh, detaches from the suit and tries to grab Peter. And at first he's scared of it and then he lets it happen. And then we get the full Peter Parker black suit. Yeah. I would not be complaining about any of this right now. Okay. Well, there you go. They had a, sh- they had a, sh- they had a shot. They had a shot. Damn it, people. It's so simple. <laughs> now, Peter later awakens on top of a building. Discovering that the symbiote has colored his suit black and enhanced his powers. This is something else. However, it also amplifies his most negative characteristics. Mm. Now, we've talked about how tonal swings in this movie. The dark Peter is really, really jarring. You know, like it's... Nope. It doesn't work for me. I I, I don't know that I can put my finger on exactly why, but it's weird and it doesn't work for me. In this first scene, I'm okay with it. Um, Have you seen the meme going around with... where Because, frankly, Toby or his stunt person jumps away from the scene very weird after he smashes Brock's uh, camera. Yeah, yeah. See a jump. When he jumps, someone has added a... Noise. <laughs> so when when Brock walks forward and goes, "What the hell?" It's really funny. Unfortunately, someone who thought they could punch up that joke yeah. added the Scooby Doo <laughs> to it when he's falling. I'm like, it's not funny anymore. Oh, yeah. It's the silence that is funny. Right. It's see a chump. <laughs> what the hell? That's funny. Agree. Agree. Give it um, a, a joke is uh, like a living thing. Give it space to breathe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of the best deliveries of, of punchlines have a nice moment of silence before them. Uh, on Friends, one of the last times we see Janice is when Chandler and Monica are buying a house and, like, oh, there's someone who's looking at the house next door. She just wanted to see this one. Janice comes downstairs, says, oh my God. And the audience starts laughing and then they start to settle down. And then Matthew Perry just goes, sure. <laughs> it's one of the funniest things yeah. Matt Perry ever did in the show. Just that. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's. Do you find it hard, like reading about his take on it now, like how how tortured he how was. torchy he was? How, it's rough, right? Like him talking about literally, if anyone else got a laugh, it like hurt him. That's he's a, he's a damaged, damaged man. Yeah. Funny man, but damaged, damaged. man. Yep. yep. And it's very sad. And good for him to come back on the uh, making the joke about Canaries because yeah, I was like, I thought, yeah, agree. Matthew, bridge too far. Bridge too far. Yeah. Yeah. I did there see are that and like that. Literally a thousand other actors. I would have been okay with you saying rather than sure. Canaries. Yeah. Kevin Sorbo, for God's sake. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. yeah. Take yeah. him. Well, Take him. Take right. him. Take him for the love of Christ. <laughs> Kurt Connors says to him when he's talking on the phone and, like, he's not really listening. Yeah. He says, don't let it get on you. Yeah. Don't worry, Kurt. It never does. It never does. Never touches his actual skin. It's just it's the on suit. the suit. Yeah, it's, that's agree. Yep, that's it. Okay, so black-suited Spider-Man uh, locates and battles Marco in a subway tunnel. Interesting fact. I don't know mm-hmm. if you read this. Thomas Hayden Church broke his hand doing the scene. I did read that. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. Isn't that rough? Couple knuckles. Yeah. Because uh, in case you didn't read the trivia note, he goes to punch the wall 
And the stunt people told him the wrong spot that it was, and he punched actual brick. Uh, Thankfully, I, he had the sand. No, uh, it wasn't the wrong brick. They said, like, basically, this is the this brick is fake. That it was going to be replaced. They hadn't done that yet. Like mm. it was. It was like when you punch. That's it, what it is. I'm sorry. It yeah. was like Kurt Russell smashing the guitar in the Hateful Eight. <laughs> like, okay, now when we do this, you're going to smash the guitar. But of course, not this. You know, historic antique. We're going to give you the the prop guitar to smash. I'm sorry. What was that? <laughs> and it's not like somebody throwing a chair at a guitar on stage. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, what uh one of my favorite roles of yours that I've seen Oh thanks, buddy. In musical theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did a Steven Sondheim's Assassins, which uh, I think is actually really again, I don't like musical theater. I like that show. I think it's an interesting show. And yes. I think now more than anything, the line that ends the Ballad of Booth, not damn you booth, but a couple lines before that really rings true to these days. Anger men don't write the rules, R-I-T-E, and guns don't write the wrongs. R-I-G-H-T. Mm-hmm. Old Sondheim having some fun with some uh, wordplay there, but also, yeah. holy shit. Like, yeah, apropos. Apropos uh, of now. So tell everybody what you did on stage so, as Booth. The, as Booth, I'm talking with old Lee Harvey Oswald. Maybe you know who he is. <laughs> yeah. And I'm supposed to freak out on him because he says he doesn't care about any of it. And my direction, I don't care what Shannon says, my direction was to throw the chair. You mean member of the Five Timers Club, Shannon yeah, Tompkins? Yeah, who tried to backtrack and say, I just told you to move the chair. I'm like, why don't I just move a chair when I'm mad? Uh, I threw the chair and closing night, I threw the chair and all of a sudden I hear twang. I hit the $400 guitar that was yes. on stage. Thankfully, that was not, not yours. <laughs> n- well, also, thankfully, not the $6,000 guitar he initially brought in. Oh my God. Because those were both the actor who played Hinkley, Nick. The, yeah. Those were both his guitars. Oh, and he God brought in he... the $6,000 one and it sounded too pretty. Got it. Because oh, it's a six thousand dollar guitar. No, it's no. like he started playing the first notes of it, and I went, "No, that's not. That's too pretty. That's, that's too not. Pretty. That's too pretty for this number." Now, so the four hundred dollar guitar amazingly was not damaged. Do I recall there that was correctly? a scuff? There was a scuff. that was okay. it. It played fine. It did not break any of the wood. Sure. But my soul left my body because sure. I knew exactly sure. what happened. Right. I just hear <laughs> because <I'm> like, <laughs> that is a distinctive Fuck. sound. A guitar being struck by something, there's no other sound like that on earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and even if you don't play guitar, you know what that sound is. Like it's And then it is followed by the very distinct sound of my sphincter puckering up because <laughs> I'm so nervous. So what <laughs> so the point of the story is it's Shannon Tompkins' fault. That's what I'm taking away from this. Is that correct? Oh, that's staying in. If you heard it in the podcast, that must be true, folks. Okay. Oh, I can't wait for the for the, <laughs> the choice slew for, of for the texts we're going to get. <laughs> that's right. Hey, Shannon. <laughs> hey, buddy. Yeah. Oh, so he discovers that water is Sandman's weakness. Yep. Yeah. Uh, opens the pipe, releasing water that reduces Marco to mud and washes him away into the sewers. And this is where Emo Parker, Parker awakens. Uh, yeah. This is yes. This is where he's when really he, unbearable. When he pulls his hair down, I distinctly remember the person I went to go see this in the theater with wanted to do nothing but rave after this movie was over. And I was just <laughs> sitting there biting my tongue because I didn't want to be that guy. It's like, are you nuts? This movie sucked. Yeah. But when he pulled his hair down, I remember going, oh no. I know what they were trying to go for, and in later scenes, it looks better, but when he first does that first pull down, I'm like, that is a guy who's losing his hair 
like Tobey Maguire was, trying to hide the fact Wait, that he is losing his hair. Tobey Maguire was losing his hair? Yeah, his hair... Okay. Look at it, That's why there's only a quick shot of Spider-Man 1 in the beginning of this film. Like, he's done whatever he needs to to not be losing his hair anymore, but it's pretty far back in this film for a 23-year-old. Interesting. Okay. All right. You see it? Mm, I can see how this could be you know, correcting. Yeah. I'm not saying specifically, but like when when men start to lose their hair, they'll do that pull down in sure. the front kind of thing. I, like, I'm not losing my hair. What I, are you talking about? Listen, I will say this. Kudos to, oh, yeah. Oh, I see some. If you Google Toby McGuire losing his hair, yeah, that's the <laughs> boy. Google does not fuck around. They're like, here you go. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I I do want to give credit to Tommy McGuire because he goes for what he has to do for emo Peter. Mm-hmm. I don't think it plays well. I think I don't. It certainly doesn't hold up. But 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 he's an actor. It's his job to act. I salute his courage in going for it because one hundred percent. Like the scene when he's walking. I mean, like the walking and dancing and the choreograph. Like. That's almost that is that's like Michael Scott level cringeworthy. And thankfully, like looking back on it now, everyone he interacts with is like your fucking tool in that yeah, scene. So it makes right. sense. That's right. Yes. But it is like, have you ever seen the outtake from Attack of the Clones? It's the droid factory scene, and no. it's all just blue screen mats and like some some levers that move back and forth and and George is like explaining it to Natalie Portman and Natalie stops him at one point and is like no this is a joke right this isn't actually what we're doing right now and I feel like at some point Toby was like okay this is funny right but this isn't right. this isn't what I'm this doing this one's just for us film, right, right? right? This, this is one for this the boys a fun right? take yeah. Yeah. No. yeah no this is what's going to be in the film okay <laughs> Peter's changed behavior alienates Mary Jane who struggles when her in her career due to negative reviews from critics when they fire her first of all <laughs> yeah let's start with the elephant in the room the asian elephant in the room oh that's racist well the musical is directed by wing hay lamb it says it Whatever it's not Man- Manhattan Melodies or Manhattan Memories. Manhattan yep. Melodies is Muppet Steak Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's something like that. When okay. it's panning down before it shows Mary Jane's name on the bill, it says directed by Wing Hey Lamb. Very Asian name. Okay. No way of mistaking that for two fucking white dudes. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> There's not an Asian person in that theater. If I was the director and you fired my star and then just started casting someone else, are you kidding me? <laughs> and these two, these oh, these two actors, they've clearly never been around a theater producer. <laughs> they are <laughs> way too fucking nice <laughs> to her. <laughs> right, right. Right, 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 right. Like, I would have rather them been condescendingly nice. Like, a perfect thing where, like, we could just say that you fell ill. Yeah. Instead of say, saying it like that, I mean, like, we could just say that you fell ill. <laughs> like, like, do you want us to try and save face here? Do you really care? Yeah, just this whole section where she gets fired, I had so many problems with it. And one problematic problem with it, that there's not an Asian person in the room. <laughs> When there's an Asian person who directs the fucking musical. Okay, she shares a tender moment with Harry. (laughs) Because nothing puts me in the mood more than Chubby Checker. Yeah. Again, this scene's awkward that 
They have, I would say, no chemistry. Like, they're so wooden here. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're stoned. <laughs> because they might be. I mean, the two of them are very vocal stoners. So oh, I didn't know. Obviously, I know who he is. I didn't know that uh, Chris yeah, yeah. was. I don't know if she is anymore, but she was at the time. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, good for her. He's not going to show up again, so I want to point him out. The butler. Yeah. Yes. Do you know who that is? I do not. It's Bill Paxton's father. What? Yeah. No way. Friend of Sam Raimi. Yeah, because I think Sam Raimi's also from Texas. Uh, I think you're right about that. Or is he from New Mexico? The Southwest, right? Oh, no. Royal Oak, Michigan. Well, that's where he was born. I wonder where he grew up. Maybe he grew up somewhere else. I remember hearing the story of why, why they put him in here. Okay. Yeah, no, he's he's a Michigan guy. He's not going to show up again. And um, if you watch the theatrical and see the scene that gets cut from this, mm-hmm. please find the outtakes where he cannot deliver those lines. Really? <laughs> it's adorable. John? And they're just like, come on, you got it, buddy. John Paxton. Yeah. Yeah. He, 16 acting credits. So, what, like, he clearly wasn't a... Oh, he's in the first... He's in all three of the Raimi Spider-Man. Oh, because he's that... Yeah, because he's... Because he's the butler. The butler. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, really, 13 acting credits. He was in Barbed Wire with Pamela Anderson. He's been in a bunch of Sam Raimi films. So, hang on. Let's look. 70 years old when he acted in his first movie. Good for fucking him. Lived in 91. Wow. Hang on, I just oh, want to look up one more. Going down one. a rabbit, you're going down a rabbit hole here. Hang on, I just want to see when Paxson died. Seventeen. Okay, at least his dad didn't have to bury him. That's yeah, yeah. yeah. So, did you hear that? The I just was listening to a podcast. Who was it? Michael Bean on Inside yes, of You. Yes, that they're going to sue the. They're yes, going to sue the hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oof, but doof. Yeah. That's, that's a good. Rough. That was a good podcast episode. Yeah, I love good Michael pod. Yeah. yeah, good pod. Good pod. Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5, live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at... The amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening at Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds argue with each other. Yeah. All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> they kiss. Yep. And she leaves because I don't know why. Reasons. Um, uh, can we spend a, a hot second? She then goes to call what when she goes to call Peter first, and then ends up calling Harry. Mm-hmm. Her contact list is pure chaos. <laughs> it goes: Finley Harson, Harry Osborne, Amelia Getzinger, 
Juliet Gelfling, Gelfman, Peter Parker, R. Elijah Radazzo. What? What Alva, What? What order is this? So maybe that was like most recent, like. I, listen, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not defending this movie. It's a hot mess. What the fuck is going on? Potential explanations. But in universe, it's like who? What, she's a psychopath. She, she is a psychopath. <laughs> Urged by the hallucination of his father, Harry. Surprise! Willem Dafoe's in this movie. And even Willem Dafoe was just like, I know this movie's not going to be any good. I'm just going <laughs> to come in here and say my lines. Talk about avenging my death. I'll just take my big penis and go off and cash <laughs> my check. I'll take my enormous dick <laughs> and go <laughs> masturbate in a lighthouse with, <laughs> with future Batman. <laughs> Kids, if you haven't seen The Lighthouse, uh, <laughs> you're in for a very disturbing evening. Yep. Have you, have you seen The Lighthouse? No, no. Oh, my God. It's so weird. Uh, Harry recovers from his amnesia and forces Mary Jane to break up with Peter in the worst breakup scene of all time. Yeah, yeah. It's just the dialogue is so stilted and... You don't give two people who used to date and kind of are forced to be in scenes together this scene. It's over. No. Please. Please don't say that. I know I've been selfish, but I can do better. I can change. It's simple. We love each other. I love you. It's fucking rough. Yeah. When he pulls up the ring, he's like, you know what this is? You know what I want for us? Oh, my God. Yeah. What? My note here is just this feels a bit forced. Yeah, there's, uh-huh. there's there's nothing smooth or organic or natural in it. It's just oh. all chemistry is gone because the two of them did, got rid of their sexual tension by sleeping together in real life. Like, oh, did they really? Yeah, they dated for a while in between. I thought I read that one they were and only two friends. Like that there oh, was that's... no romance. Got it. Okay. Right. Remember when they used to say that about Zendaya and Tom Holland? <laughs> How's that working out for them now? After Mary Jane unwillingly tells Peter... There's someone else! Harry meets with Peter and claims to be that person. Again, what... what? These scenes are just fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah. And it's a long movie. Like, scene to cut, it's a whole lot of shit. This movie's way too long. The, mm-hmm. It drags. And yeah. this is a... Sh- like a two to five minutes shorter version yeah, of this it, film. Uh, it's, yeah, we're not Doesn't talking. Help it. We're not talking like a handful of minutes. They need to cut in double digits minutes. Yeah. Well, I got one thing we can cut coming up pretty soon. Um, <laughs> under the influence of the symbiote, Peter confronts Harry. This is a different scene. Mm. Leading into the fight is different, and I kind of like this version better with him laying on the the Shea Lounge and just being like, "Oh, hey, yeah, like, yeah, yeah." He's not there to fight at the beginning. He's there to just to fuck with Harry. Yep. It isn't until he tells him, till Harry tells Peter that they that he's the other guy. Yeah, that, yeah. Well, no, that Harry and Mary Jane kiss and the strawberries Ugh. that triggers him. And I like that more. Like in if I remember in the theatrical, he's there to fight from the beginning. Yeah, and the yeah, strawberry right. stuff is just the thing that sets him off. I yep. like that. Uh, after a brutal fight, Peter spitefully tells him, "You gonna kill me like you killed my father." I'm trying to convince you. You took him from me. He loved me. No. He despised you. You were an embarrassment to him. Salt in the wound, man. That's, Salt yeah, in that the one's fucking wound. Yeah. Is it just me or when he tells him that and he goes, Look at little Goblin Jr. Gonna cry? 
If he's Little Goblin Jr., that would make him the third, right? <laughs> little Goblin Jr. <laughs> he's Goblin Jr. or Little Goblin. Adding the little to it Please, puts him in call third. Me little right? Goblin. Goblin Please. Jr. was my father. Yeah. <laughs> right? Just, this time that just stuck out to me, like, hang the fuck out. Like, there's a there's much worse things in this movie, but I was just like, the slide makes no sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, like much of this movie, right? Like, why that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, as Peter leaves, Harry throws a pumpkin bomb. Those are never good. Nope. At him, uh, but Peter deflects it back, disfigures Harry, making him the Phantom of the Goblins. Oh, 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 nice, nice. Now, meanwhile, at the Daily Bugle, Peter exposes rival photographer Eddie Brock, whose fake photos <laughs> depict Spider-Man as a criminal. Is it me or is the dialogue getting worse in this film? It's, yeah, I, I don't know what's happening. because we It's know not we, like... It's not bad all the way through. They don't film it literally. Yeah. Yeah. But it feels like every scene, it just gets worse. You're trash, Brock. Excuse me? Your picture's a fake. Oh, Parker, you are such a boy scout. When are you going to give a guy a break? You want forgiveness? Get religion. What's going on here? Peter would be fired, too. Even if he found out it to be fake, he threw someone into a wall. Eh. Listen, uh... It's a different time. Um, uh, publisher J. Jonah Jameson fires Brock and promotes Peter to staff photographer. All right. Here's our first actual deleted scene that is put back into the movie. And okay. why the fuck would you cut this? Yeah. The sandcastle scene? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. It was so beautiful. I'm sitting there the whole time going, Sam, why did you cut this? Yeah. Yeah, and you left all that dragging, monotonous, weird Peter shit. Yeah. Yeah. And agree. Harry and uh, MJ doing the fucking twist because kids who graduated in 2001 love yeah, doing love the, the twist. twist. Yeah. Yeah. Good Lord. It's like on Star Trek how everyone uh, is obsessed with seven, 60s and 70s music because the people who were writing Star Trek in the <laughs> 80s were obsessed with 60s and 70s, 70s music. I'm like, holy shit, no. Yeah. Later, Peter brings Gwen to the jazz club. And now he's talking like a 30s private investigator. What's going on here? Find us some shade. Thanks, Hot Nice. Oh, my God. It's so uncomfortable. Now, Mary Jane works at this jazz club. In an attempt to make her jealous, Peter interrupts Mary Jane's performance and dances. Oh, for, for fuck's sake. The word dances is doing some heavy lifting there, but sure. I have heard a rumor that this is in there because Toby had to take dance lessons for all the wire work okay. for this film. And one of those, like... I simply say... Music. I don't fucking mm-hmm. care. Get it the fuck out of this I mean, again, film. N- kudos to Tobey Maguire. That is brave acting, in my opinion, right? Like, Sorry, I think you mispronounced the word bad. <laughs> he's going for it. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. want to do that, but no. he had the confidence to do it. I don't think Toby wanted to do it. <laughs> well, he he did it. Yeah, he, he did, did it because he got a paycheck, yep. Sure. He dances with Gwen in front of her, Mary Jane. This whole sequence is so shockingly bad, it's almost like it comes from an entirely different movie, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, the whole movie is not as bad as this sequence. The jazz club sequence is pretty uncomfortable. Yeah, yes, yes. In a movie where you're not supposed to... Be, when I cringe watching Michael Scott, I'm supposed to be cringing when I'm like watching Michael Scott. I should not be cringing watching Peter, even when he's... Under the influence of the symbiote, right? And under the influence of the symbiote, if it's supposed to enhance... 
It's like the it's is it like the super soldier serum, right? Like it just amplifies what's already there. So does that mean? So is Peter just a Peter's dick? A dick? Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, like oh, if, we we came to that realization. I'm not happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> what does that tell us about real? Should have been he should have been sexier. Like a lot of people are pushing for an uh, 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 uh never mind. Okay. Big, yeah. That's a big. That's yeah, a big sure. fucking. No, it's just it's a big fucking spoiler. Oh, okay, all right. Gwen, realizing this, apologizes to Mary Jane and leaves. God, I love Bryce Dallas Howard so fucking much. Uh, same, same. I don't know anyone who can sell this moment as well as she can. Like the, oh my God, wait, you were using me to make your ex-girlfriend jealous? And the apology she gives. I'm so sorry. I want to be like, it's okay. You were Okay. We're fine. I'm I'm sorry for you. Like <laughs> so yes, agree. Incredible actress, phenomenal director, and also incredibly beautiful woman. I have a feeling that strikingly beautiful. Do you remember when we so we a few years ago we summertime road trip <laughs> down to Brooklyn to see uh, how oh, I'm sure in real life. Yeah, she is just as beautiful as June Rent, Diane Rayfield. Yeah. When June came out on stage, we were both like, oh my God, she's stunning. Like, I've seen her in a bazillion movies and she's clearly attractive. It doesn't even, the camera loses something. Like, I, she was, I was stunned. Yeah. Did you know that Bryce Dallas Howard was pregnant while she was shooting this film? I did not. Did you know that she didn't know she was pregnant while oh, she was in this film? Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Including the stunt work in the building <gasps> rescue. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, my. She did She found out like oh, a couple wow. days later. She was like, ruh Uh-oh. Ooh, Everything's yikes. fine. Baby's fine. Ooh. But it's just like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's some scary shit. Wow. Uh, Gwen has left. But after assaulting the bouncers and <gasps> accidentally hitting Mary Jane. Did you recognize the bouncer? I did not. Who He's was He's from Iron Man 3. Who? He's from Iron Man 3. When Iron Tony's Man. trying to call the suit, he's the guy that's like making fun of the suit's not coming when he's in the in the basement. <gasps> yeah, yeah, he's yeah. He's a yeah. stunt guy. Oh, no kidding. As soon as she showed up, I'm like, oh, my God, a repeat stunt performer. Oh, that's so funny. I that's think this so might funny. be our first repeat stunt re- performer. That we recognize. It's that like, we yeah. recognize. That yeah, had, yeah. like, actual screen time. Sure, I love sure. it when when stunt performers that you, yeah. like, recognize from one thing show up in something. I was like, hey, good for you, buddy. Like, Michelle C. Smith, she's now retired, but she okay. had a pretty big, you not, you won't know the name, but she did that um, lightsaber work a couple of years ago where, like, she flipped the lightsaber and flipped around it and then spun it behind her back and all that. Yeah. That's Michelle C. Smith. She's... Have you not seen this? You don't seem like you know what I'm talking about. I, no, I don't. Not the not the short that's like like training or graduation. Not 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 that. No, no, no. Short film thing. So that guy's name is Mark uh, Kuber K U B R. He's uh, of Czech descent. Um, oh, he's been on Mandalorian. Yep. Yeah, stunt performer. Yep. Captain yeah. Marvel. Yeah, he's got some creds. Well, yeah, I, I imagine he's probably Atlanta-based, and he just shows up on uh, the things. Uh, that's for you for later. Okay, thank you. I sent you the thing. And also, it, after you watch that, because I, I don't want you to be uh, distracted, Yeah, watch that and then find Daisy Ridley reacting to it. <laughs> Daisy okay, Ridley's I will like, do. why the fuck didn't she you, train me? Like, <laughs> do, you, do you know what his character is credited or uh, you know, listed as for Iron Man 3? Stunts. Uh, nope, he has a name. Oh, 
Ponytail Express. Oh, oh which has got to be something that t- Tony must 100% be fucking with him. Yeah. him Tony calls him Tony. Ponytail Express. He's yep. one of the two first two guys that die yeah. when he yeah. when he gets the suit. And I think he says something about because he's the one I think that steals the watch. Oh, I think yeah. you're right. I think you're right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Peter finally realizes that the symbiote is corrupting him. Retreating to chur- to a church's bell tower and figuring out that the high-pitched sounds of clanging metal weaken the creature, Peter removes the symbiote. Um, the first, no, he doesn't realize this here. He doesn't realize no, he it. He does until, not realize it here. That's a, that's your. We don't yeah. realize it until later, and then we get the flashbacks of the scene because apparently yep. Sam Raimi thinks we're all a bunch of idiots. Well, <laughs> we, Toby, as much as I don't like Toby's face, he sells that moment like. The realization, yeah, you, doing you the don't numbers. The we don't need sure. that flashback, yeah. especially in this bloated movie. I'm like, I'm good. I got it from his face. Take it away. Yeah, I do love this scene. This is right from the comics. This is where Peter uh, detach- detaches himself from the suit after it's become like you know ag- aggressive. And it's it's I like this. This works for me here. Yeah, but you know what's really interesting? Tobey Maguire was never shirtless. Furthering my, he didn't work out for this film. That's a CG <laughs> chest they put on him. If you watch the, oh, uh, no kidding, behind the scenes, he's wearing a black shirt and he's just pretending to rip. Obviously, he's not ripping anything off of himself, but sure, he's never shirtless. Like he's oh. not miming shirtlessness. And I'm like, okay, Toby, whatever. Do a couple push-ups, man. So in the church, uh, Brock, who is at the, <laughs> who is at the same church, becomes a symbiote's new host. <laughs> Casey has a face palm going here. Yeah. After asking God to kill Peter Parker. It's a little on the nose, right? Like it would have yeah. been better if he had been introduced in the last movie and there'd been some foiling and some stuff. He's had three interactions with Parker. And he's yeah, at I mean, God smiting level murder. I mean, if there's anything to defend this, there is a little breadcrumb that I like. When we meet Brock for the first time, mm-hmm. he's on the ground while Spidey shows up. He's next to Captain Stacy yep. when Gwen is threatened. And, you know, Captain Stacy's like, who the hell are you? I'm Eddie Brock, reporter, and I'm dating your daughter. And he says are it you? very confidently. <laughs> well, you know, like halfway through the movie, she's like, we had coffee once. and. Yep. So there is a little bit of he's not well grounded in reality. Mm-hmm. So if there's anything that's you know that at least gives some plausible reason, at least they give us that. I like that they gave they gave us that that he's clearly been a little unhinged from the start. Right. Okay, but yep. still, it's just like <laughs> no. This was in the trailer, and I was like, "Whoa, what the fuck yeah. is happening?" <laughs> Yep. I just want to say before we continue, it is sure. so obvious that Venom was forced on Raimi by the studio. Oh, Avi Arad, who was the chairman of Marvel Comics at the time and really kind of led Marvel into the movie business. I, I think you got to give him that. Uh, so I'm on the Wikipedia page for the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2018, Avi Arad accepted responsibility for pushing Raimi to include Venom in the film and how the end result had disappointed many fans of the character, saying, quote, I think we learned that Venom is not a sideshow. In all fairness, I'll take the guilt because of what Sam Raimi used to say in all of these interviews, feeling guilty that I forced him into it, end quote. And, you know, we've talked many times about business people have to be involved in this process, right? You're spending hundreds of millions of dollars, right? But at the same time, at the heart, it is storytelling and art. And we get nervous when business people make artistic decisions. And this one strikes me as 
a perfect illustration of what happens when that goes wrong. And I, I, I like that. I also, I just like it when someone is big enough to admit that they made a mistake. Yeah. Oh, Joel yeah, Schumacher say, and it's obviously it's not his fault. Warner brothers pushed him to make Batman and Robin a very toy centric movie. But yep. he, on the special features, apologizes, saying, I tried to make one thing, and it obviously didn't work for everybody, and I apologize for that. Dear Schumacher from Beyond, if you can hear us, as Robin Williams said in Goodwill Hunting, hey, it's not your fault. Oh, yay. You know, it's just, I, I yeah. wish the studio had, had stood up and said, we made a bad choice. Instead, they just... Like with Spider-Man, we're like, oh, we'll just uh, reboot it with a little darker tone because it's gotten too away from what the fans want. We're not going to admit we did anything wrong, Batman <laughs> Robin, Spider-Man 3. We'll just yep. revamp it. Amazing Spider-Man, sure. Batman Begins. Yep. Yep. So, oh boy, here we go. <clears throat> yeah. Strap in. As Venom, Brock locates the still-living Marco. Oh, good. Flint hung on to his pendant somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so he mistakes, uh, Venom for Spider-Man, but Venom convinces him to join and kill Spider-Man. And I gotta say, I miss the Venom voice. Yes, he doesn't even try to make any kind of sound. And he doesn't even try and sound like this, you know. <laughs> I like your Venom voice. <laughs> I know you do. That's why I did it. I don't know what you're talking about. It was just Venom. Venom, get out of here. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, his name is Topher Grace. Go fuck yourself, Topher Grace. Can we use his brain? No, Venom from Venom 1. You can't come in here either. <laughs> All right. Now the Venoms are out of here. Uh, Brack abducts Mary Jane and holds her captive with a high web. Is it web or is it? Part of the symbiote. <laughs> it's it's organic matter. I don't think you need to ask. Is that coming out of just, you? <laughs> it came. It just came out in places. Yep. Just come out anywhere else. Uh, yep. Above the construction site, intending to kill her in revenge for Peter ruining him. Oh God. Okay. Uh, while Marco keeps the police at bay, after Harry yes. refuses to help Peter. Here, uh, here we go. Harry Butler Bernard reveals Norman's death was not Spider-Man's fault. This is not in the yes. editor's version. Yes. <clears throat> and I say, good. I like him looking at the picture and realizing it on his own, that it doesn't matter. Because it kind of makes it... I still may think that Peter killed my father, but he's yeah. my friend and Mary Jane's my friend. I need to help them. Yeah, I, I agree. And I like the fact that it does set up the moment of surprise when Harry shows up in the fight. If his butler tells him, he's obviously going to go and help. Where is it? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's better. It's more subtle. It's better. Yep. While Brock and Marco pin Peter down, Harry arrives in Green Goblin technology or New Goblin technology. Yeah, let's go New Goblin. GG two Here's the weird thing: no one ever calls anybody New or Green Goblin. No one ever calls him Venom. Sandman is mentioned one time. It's wild. Yeah. So shows up in New Goblin technology and helps Peter to save Mary Jane. Um, I really like this team up, actually. For mm -hmm. all the, the weirdness that's happened, I like Peter and Harry working together. I 100% I agree. I don't like before they team up when Topher breaks the fourth wall and says, Ooh, my spider sense is tingling. If you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no one's ever said spidey sense in these movies. It's not a thing that people know. Why would you say that? Oh, that's because they don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's fair. <sighs> okay, that's fair. Uh, the Peter Tingle. I don't know what you're talking about. We haven't heard anything called the Peter Tingle yet. Yeah. <laughs> you son of a bitch. What? <laughs> Brock attempts to impale Peter with the Harry's glider, but Harry jumps in and impales himself. Well, at least he doesn't get stabbed in the dick. <laughs> Peter, remembering the symbiote's weakness, uh, assembles a perimeter of metal pipes, creating a sonic attack, weakening it and allowing Peter to separate from Brock. Peter to separate Brock from the symbiote. This is so clever. I, I really yeah. love this. And this is the need for Peter to be clever and solve problems with his intelligence is just as important as Batman being shown to be the world's greatest detective. Like that's a, it's an integral part of Spider-Man. Spidey's a scientist. He uses science to help him out in situations. Yeah. It's not just he can punch harder or move faster than everyone else. He's also, he's also a genius, right? Like he, he invented the web fluid, right? Like it's. Yeah. It's not organic web, Sam Raimi. (laughs) Yeah. But I love the fact that we're, we're seeing this and, and, you know, we're drinking crucial talent uh, you know, and the quipping is certainly a, an iconic part of Spider-Man. But I would say that that intelligence and wit and the use of his creativity and intelligence to solve problems is just as critical. So, so happy to see us. So true to the spirit of the character. I love it. And it's well done. I mean, it's it's really well done as well. Yeah. Because when he picks up the two pipes, you're like, oh, you're just going to cl- clash them together. Mm-hmm. She does once. You're like, oh, okay, I guess. That's okay. But then when he rams him into the ground and jumps away, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, let's see this. It was very cool. I was just distracted by the fact that the lenses don't match up to Peter's eyes. <laughs> Did you notice that? When you can see no, this side of his so face? I was so happy about you know, okay. him using his wit to defeat the bad guy. We'll share a picture, but I'll just show you. So yeah. this is the normal side. It's open, right? Mm-hmm. The lens is like this. This is the bottom of the lens, and here's the the top point. Oh, when How he has the, the half mask. Fuck the half does mask. He see? Yeah. I, I noticed that actually. <clears throat> and when he, when he has the the mask is like torn. Yeah, like the, one yeah. of them's way up here. I'm like, so you're just looking through one eye right now. Yeah, yeah. You're that essentially actually, Nick Fury. <laughs> I did. No, I 100 noticed that. <laughs> yeah, so fair. stupid. It's fair. All right, Todd, bring us home. Peter activates a pumpkin bomb from Harry's glider and throws it at the now hostless symbiote. Having become addicted to its influence, Brock attempts to save the symbiote and both end up vaporized. Hmm. Again, if there were more movies, I have a feeling some little bit of uh, venom would have survived. Marco then explains that Ben's death was an accident. Oh, good. A flashback 10 minutes before the movie's over. That's what I wanted. And that has haunted him ever since. And everything he has done was to try to help his daughter. Peter forgives Marco, allowing him to escape. Um, question for you. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I don't love the linking back to Uncle Ben's death because I think that's a little too contrived. But, you know, this idea that, you know, like the Joker, right? Like Flint Marco is a, a guy with like one bad day, right? Like the killing joke, like one bad day. Almost like... The idea behind, if you if you remove the ridiculous, over-the-top performance in the movie, but almost like Arnold's Mr. Freeze, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's actually a noble motivation behind very, very bad choices. Yeah. If they didn't make him responsible for Uncle Ben's death, I think we could like him more. I would love to see an anti-hero Sandman story. You know I, I mean? bet like, you if we had gotten more of these movies, he would have become... He would have become a side character as a as an anti hero because yeah, just because P- 
Peter forgives him, still robbed that wrestling facility. Sure. And armed robbery. And murdered and murdered a man. And yeah, murdered a man. Involuntary yeah. manslaughter. And no, 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 no. No, that's not involuntary. He shot him. <laughs> like but that's... he shot him because he got startled. Do- doesn't matter. Uh, no, that, no, that. I bet you, I bet you with a good lawyer, he would get involuntary. He he might plead he might yeah. plead down to but yeah he's no, still fair. going that's to fair. jail for something he's not yes. he's not getting he's not gonna be like yeah. well you didn't mean to shoot him even though you had the gun pointed right at him all right bye bye <laughs> tap 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 yeah. court over you know that that era of Spider Man that we were talking about with you know like the end of McFarlane and stuff mm-hmm. that is the era where Sandman starts to not be a villain anymore and at yeah. one point there's a funny bit where he becomes like a subcontractor for Silver Sable do mm-hmm. you remember her oh yeah yeah. Uh, the mercenary, like yeah, mercenary, yep. And she's like, "You have some abilities, and you need money, and I'll pay you." And the first time Spidey encounters him, and he's not the villain, it's a funny little bit of like he's P- Peter's ready to fight. He's like, "What are you doing, man? I'm, I'm here on, I'm here for work. Like my my company that hired you, uh, yeah, they they're hiring me too." That's so funny. That's yeah, I, I like that. Um, all right, so. We're almost done. We're almost done. Here we go. Peter forgives Marco. Peter forgives Marco, allowing him to escape. Harry and Peter reconcile. All right. Look. Yeah. I get the need to reconcile. I get it. Because Mm -hmm. it's a movie. But Peter permanently disfigured Harry. (laughs) Uh, In self-defense. Let's go back two minutes. (laughs) When you were not saying that it still... Knew what he was doing. He knew if he th- he could have he could have whipped it and thrown it the other way. He threw it back at his friend. Listen, if I get into a if I get into a knife fight with somebody and I get sliced up, I bear <clears> some <throat> responsibility there. But so, Peter didn't bring the bump pumpkin bomb to that fight. Yeah, I think that's the difference. Right. He brought. Yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. <laughs> he brought the organic web shooters. But. From his dick. <laughs> uh, um, now, of course, Harry does die from his injuries. Did, uh, did you catch when Peter leans down, whispers in Harry's ear, at least your dick's intact. <laughs> your father got the ultimate Prince Albert. <laughs> okay, I'm done now. <laughs> you got a line of rama there? Okay. Uh, which one's worse? Toby's? Crying face oh. or Claire Danes crying face? Oh, I'll do you one better. Uh, it's Toby. Toby wins this round. Uh, okay. Is it Toby or is it um, James Vanderbeek? Oh, <laughs> it's James Vanderbeek. It's James Vanderbeek. I don't know. I think <laughs> was, it might be Toby. Who was, who was uh, an almost cast for the for the first Spider Man movie? Right? Don't I remember that he was it? He was and I in got, that like bring me every yeah. male actor in Hollywood. I gotta tell you. I've never watched a fucking episode of Dawson's Creek, but everything else I've seen James Vanderbeek in, I'm like, this guy seems like a cool dude. Like, uh, Casey, have you seen the American classic Texas Rangers? Oh. I'm sorry. I think I misspoke. Have you seen the shit show movie that <laughs> I is forgot Texas, about Rangers? Texas Rangers? Okay. How I Met Your Mother. He's, oh, Robin's, he? oh. he's Robin's boyfriend from uh, Canada. Um, he was uh, Patrick Bateman's brother. 
right? That's him. Oh. Rules of Attraction, yeah. And he was so. also, uh, he played uh, himself in Jane on the Bob Strike Back next to. Yes, uh, and I do love it when actors play themselves <laughs> and have fun. Uh, yeah, and I, I'm Silent Bart. Bob, fuck, Biggs, did you even read the script? <laughs> Uh, uh, one of my favorite movies of the last 10 years, I, I, I think it was within the last 10 years, uh, was the, uh, this is the end. That is, I, we can put that on right now and I'll be laughing in five minutes. Except for the poor fact that Emma Watson actually quit the movie because she was uncomfortable with the dialogue they were throwing at her. What? They thought they were leading up to that they were going to do a rape scene with her. Because a lot of it was improv, and it was in the, mo- in the movie. Because there's a line about someone saying, "We're not going to rape Hermione Granger," yeah. and she mistook it as like that was the joke to lead. That's what happens in the movie. You're saying the actress also missed Emma Watson that's, that's- thought her character Emma Watson was going to be raped in the movie by those guys. She thought the joke was leading up to one of them was going to sexually assault her. Then I, then and I'm she surprised. quit the movie. And uh, Seth Rogen has fallen over himself apologizing for like that's totally on us and we definitely would have never shot anything like that because that's not funny and i'm like god seth rogan why do i why do i love you You yeah yeah stoner canadian like and yes this is the end is great but that that's always in the back of my mind like poor emma watson like if someone because she's so funny in it she's great i'm not fucking around (laughs) that's right that's right uh um Okay. All right. Uh, so sometime. sometime after Harry's funeral, Peter visits Mary Jane at the jazz club where they embrace and share a dance. Did you see uh, Flash in a very brief moment in the in the funeral? I, I knew he. I knew he came back. Uh, the the wonderful. Um, Joe Manganiello. Joe Manganiello. Yeah, but uh, I didn't. I did not catch where it was, and I clearly missed that. Yeah, he's behind Mary movie. Jane. Um, so. She's singing, well, I'm, uh, I'm dumb. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you have another note? I'm going to wrap uh, this up. I, just one last thing, only because I, I, I didn't place it. I was trying to figure out. So the newscaster shows up a couple times. The British one? The old, no, the, no, not the woman. The guy who's oh, in the studio. Oh, 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 the, the older, cat. Oh, sorry, the, like not the, the reporter, anchor. the cast. Yeah, the anchor. Yeah. Not, um, he is, of course, I'm like, he's got to be a real life newscaster. Is he really? News Channel 1? He, his name is Hal Fishman. He was, he anchored... KTLA TV's 10 p.m. newscast starting in 1975. Good for you, buddy. He had joined the station in 1965. He reported on Robert Kennedy's assassination in 68, the 94 Northridge earthquake. Uh, he was a licensed pilot. He sometimes covered news stories from his own plane. That's wild. Yeah. So I'm watching this going, there's no way this guy is not. Like he's there for a reason. It's not because of his acting. It's yeah. definitely not because of his acting. Yeah, um, that was cool though. Okay, yeah, that yeah. is cool. Uh, okay, so Peter visits Mary Jane in the jazz club, as you said. They yep. embrace and share a dance. Did you know originally this was supposed to be a La La Land esque ending? No. Oh no. Not so much Why? that that like you see them with a happy ending and then it's taken away. Yeah. It is. She sings the rest of the song directly to him, like "I'm done with love." Like, fuck you, buddy, oh. and he leaves. <laughs> oh, ouch! That I don't know. I kind of want to like that ending a little more. Peter Yikes. needs a little time. Peter needs a little time to realize he was a dipshit to everybody. <laughs> Peter.
apparently. Uh, and as they are slow dancing together, it fades to black. And that is movie. movie. We did it. Oh, we fucking did it. I didn't, yeah, I didn't did. want to do it. No, but we did I did it. not. I'm glad we're I'm, done with it. Yeah. I'm glad we're never going to have to talk about that movie again. Never again. But, uh, you know, like we always do with every single movie, all 120 plus of them, because we do it for the yeah. Patreon bonus. Sure. Also, uh, we got some questions. Of course. Hey, Todd. Yes. Who is your favorite character? My favorite character is. Even though they get her wrong from the source material, I do love Gwen Stacy. Yeah, it's Gwen Stacy. She's pretty rad. Yep. yep. I like her a lot. Yeah. Hey, Casey, what is the best scene? Oh. I don't want to choose the titles again. The end titles. Because that's. <laughs> yeah. The Sandman. When he first reemerges, the trial and error of him trying to put his body together. Yeah. Yes. Yes. There's a whole story told with no dialogue. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, I would also point to, I I mean, I do think the action sequences are really good. Sure. The action sequences. Yeah. I said all the action sequences were great. Yeah. 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 Uh, Hey. (laughs) Hey, Todd. It's, hang on. Yes. One scene. Not well, one one scene. This that you movie is way too long. It is. Yep. So there's a ninety minute. There's a a passable ninety minute movie in here. Sure, 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 sure. I mean, again, listen, you weren't wrong at the onset. Get rid of Venom. Like, make it a make it Sandman or but or you got to get rid of Sandman, which I don't think makes sense. But the yeah, there's too much. In no, this don't movie. get rid of Sandman. Sandman's no, I'm just great. saying you got to get rid of somebody. Like, there's two. It's it's. Also, don't much. get rid of Sandman because this is the first villain that lives. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Fair point. Fair point. Uh, yeah, I, you just got to cut a lot, especially a lot of the whole transformation to corrupted Peter is just it drags and drags and drags. Good lord, get rid of it. I yeah, I would. Keep, hmm, I do also like honorable mention when he yells at Mister Dikovich. Is that what his name is? Uh, I think it's, I think, isn't it Ditkovich? It's supposed yeah. to be Ditko, right? Like it's a plan, yeah. Ditko, yeah. When he yells at him about the door and goes, that boy is a good boy and he must be going through something very bad right now. I'm like, yeah. holy shit, what just happened? That was yeah. really, oh no, this character that we hated in the last film, like, yep. sees the good in Peter. Ah, uh, yeah, this is just, that's the problem. There's so many wonderful little gem moments in this movie that really frustrate me with the just steady decline yeah. in this yeah. movie. But the thing I probably would cut would be Eddie Brock praying to God to smite Peter Parker. Yeah. He could just be in the church praying for guidance for his future. He doesn't have to be going. You know, like It could be like, oh, Brock's going for his redemption, even though I don't believe in religion. He's sure. going for his redemption. That's why he's there. And he finds his uh, com- his uh, what's the opposite of salvation? Damnation, I guess. Yeah, sure, sure. I, don't know. I mean, I guess like is this supposed to underscore the fact that he is not redeemable because he's not he's not praying for relief; he's praying for the infliction of harm on someone else. Yeah. Like, yeah, 
But not even like anyone. He's like, God, can you do me a solid and come down here and smite Peter? Like, like, can can you have bad stuff happen to him? Yeah. You come down and kill him. Yep. Yep. It's fucked up. Uh, Last question here, Casey. Yeah. And I, I, oh, I I know who it is. But who's your choice for actor having the most fun? There's one. And when I say it, you're going to be like, oh, yeah. Oh, I might get there too. Let me think okay. for a second. All right. Is it is it sexual predator James Franco? Uh, no. I'm sure okay. he's having That's fun, right. but he's not having the most fun. He's all sending dick pics to minors. So sure, exactly. He's busy. We made it through the whole episode without bringing it up this time. <laughs> I was right. a good boy. Well, I feel like we brought it up a couple times in the past. So no, no, <laughs> I'm saying, but yeah. this specific yeah. episode, we did not bring up the fact that's true. that that's not true. even Seth Rogen wants anything to do with him yes. anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty damning right yeah. there. Agree. Um, yeah, which actually makes me feel like we don't know the whole story. Like that makes me feel like it's actually worse than what we think. It's pretty bad. But well, like, yeah, but the fact that, Seth, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty bad. Um, who's having the most fun? I don't know. I, it's uh, the actor who plays Kurt Connors because he's probably no. worked like a day. That's mine. What's yours? It is the it is the man playing the role he was born to play. It's J.K. Simmons. Oh fuck! It is J.K. Simmons. It's J.K. Simmons. Like he's a phenomenal actor. He's done amazing stuff. He's done dark stuff. But there is no he way is J. There, Jonah Jameson. There's I no mean, way he just doesn't have fun with that. For right? fuck's sake, when they rebooted it with the Amazing Spider-Man, J. Jonah Jameson is an email correspondent. The end. You'd never see him because yeah. like there's no way you're we're gonna top J.K. Simmons. And you're absolutely right. There's, there's right. no right. one you else. Can. There's no one who else could who can play. play J. Jonah Jameson. And I don't want to see anyone else play Honorable Jonah Honorable mention, oh? right behind Liz, uh, J. Jonah Sim- uh, J.K. Simmons is Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks. Banks as Miss Brown. That whole, that whole that, I mean, the guy who plays... Even Sam um, Raimi, or not Sam, uh, Ted Raimi, his Ted brother. Ted Raimi's good. Who's uh, what? Who's the other guy there? Bill, Ronnie? Uh, is it Nunez? Uh, but no, I meant the character. Which which one? Raimi's? No, the, no, no. Hoffman? The, the, the African American actor. Uh, that is the. I just had him up here. And where did I find him? One moment. Stand by. Stand by. Bill Nunn is playing. Oh, Joseph Robbie Robertson, who is a Rob, long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's just kind of there. He's not bad. He's not doing anything special. And I think it's just because uh, J.K. Simmons and Ted Raimi and Elizabeth Banks have. Etched yeah, out there's such nothing great left, characters. Right? Like, yeah, what, he, he's he's actually got to be the logical straight man. Like he has he's some work like, to do to keep to move. The and I'm out. here too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, so yeah, it is J.K. Simmons. You're absolutely right. Okay. Now the IMDb score. Now, of course, we we can't tell you the the editor's cut isn't rated separately. So the the theatrical release Spider-Man Three IMDb score. Do you remember what it, what it was? I remember that it was high. <laughs> Six point uh, three. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Three point six. Yeah. I'm gonna I flop mean, it. This movie's fucking abysmal. Yeah, I, I'm never choosing to watch it. While there are some interesting things happening and some some good 
special effects that hold up and action action sequences. This is I'm watching 40 other superhero movies before I watch this one. Sir, I have one word for you. YouTube. <laughs> If sure. you want to see those yeah. fight sequences, just, yeah, just fucking absolutely. YouTube them. There you go. You there's, there's 12 minutes and you're all set. Good. Yep. Um, dad's breakdown. Watch with the kids. I mean. <laughs> so I, wa- said to, <laughs> I said to Elliot, hey, Elliot, I got to watch The Last Toby Maguire Spider. No. And she just walked out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> smart. You you have a smart uh, young lady right there. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. She was like absolutely not, not watching any part of that. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. So, Casey. This is the part of the podcast where we would normally pull our episode, the movie for our next episode. Except, Except. we are doing Nerd Debate 5 <gasps> live. Number 5 is waited. alive. I think I'm that's gl- our tagline. Nerd uh, Debate number 5 is alive. It has to be. It has okay. to be. Can it be Nerd Debate 5? Number 5 is alive. Yes, 100%. Glad we waited to the end of the episode when my voice is really <laughs> ready to do. It was all setting world. us up for this moment. That's right. So we can't tell you what we're going to open season seven. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> See, what we're going to open season seven with, you're going to have to listen to us because we haven't even talked about it, but I feel like we should talk about it now. For our no, friends. we have. The commercial's already out there. <laughs> Okay, awesome. All it right. was on this week's Never Heard of It. So. Oh, perfect. All right. So if you're in the Syracuse, New York area, you need to join us Saturday, July the 29th mm-hmm. at the Bullfinch Brew Pub, which is in Destiny, USA, the big mall here. Uh, Specifically good- in the expansion canyon yes, part. Yes, so in the canyon. Don't, don't park in the back. You'll have to walk through the whole fucking mall. Yeah, park right. Yeah, park, uh, park across. Park across from the hotel. There you go. (laughs) And our our good friends at Bullfinch Brew Pub, including Dave, the owner, who's an amazing beer master and true original old school geek, yeah, uh, has generously made some space in the in the place available to us. So come out, listen to me battle with the uh, losers. I mean, with the five timers (gasps) club. Oh Uh, boy! Listen to us battle for a trophy for. Nerd Debate 5, the winner, of course, gets to pick the premiere uh, for our Season 7 uh, episode. And, you know, while you're out, listen to us be silly, drink some amazing beer, mm-hmm. eat some delicious food, have mm-hmm. some fun. We're going to have a great time. We are so excited to do this live. I hope you come out and join us. It's going to be a lot and, of fun. And, you know, we may have some some merch for sale while yeah, we're there. You know. Sure. Sure. We got to re- we got to replenish some bunch of that of stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, got some shit to get rid of and That's give right. us money for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we can talk about also, uh, speaking of movies, we're going to do a little fun summertime fun time thing this year. We are. We're going to do a double feature. Yes. So Todd and I have both picked movies. Yep. And we're going to review both of them and they pair well together. And Todd, what did you pick? Well, I picked an old school classic. I picked the original Tron. And I originally picked something else, but while I was driving Uber today, I was (laughs) like, oh, I have an even better movie to go with your movie. Yeah. We're also going to watch another Jeff Bridges movie, a favorite in my household when I was growing up, the John Carpenter classic, Starman. uh, Can I tell you? I've never seen that movie in, t- oh, in its Todd, entirety. You're going to be in for such a delight. Okay. If you didn't already love Karen Allen, you're going to love her. Okay. 
All right. That oh, that's exciting. So um it's not so it's be, our Jeff Bridges double feature. Our Jeff Bridges double feature. So it's not gonna be exactly, you know, we're not gonna go through the level of detail that we do on these because that would be a four-hour episode. But um specifically we're gonna talk about these movies and we're gonna talk about on, when you up. watch them as a double feature, like how they how they pair together. It may be a four hour. Well, I hope not. All right. <laughs> no, but we're gonna we're we're we won't spend as much time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. uh, as they call it over on the Greatest Generation, marining in the beginning, <laughs> we'll get right to the the discussion of the movie. But um, we're still gonna use Wikipedia for our fucking. Yeah, but but it it's not we we can't go to the level of detail. I I, I would expect we'll yeah. Well, well, you know what? You know what? Guess uh, what? For your, to, for your part, you can do what you want. And for mine, you can do what I want. We're going to have to, folks are going to have little, to tune in to listen to see, hear how it goes and see if we little, do it again. <laughs> and a little peek behind the microphone. I'm going to edit mine and Todd's going to edit his. So. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. All right. See how, see how that mashes together. Yeah. Oh, so Todd, that was a season. That was a season, season six in the Holy bag. shit. So you know what this means for for the five timers? Now that we've officially finished the season, I'm going to start doling out nerd debate questions on oh, Monday. Oh, yep. Okay. All right. Yeah, here we are recording on a Saturday, so Monday. Just be Monday ready. they start. Okay. All right. <laughs> I got right. some good well, ones this year. Good. Good, good, good. Casey, we've shared a lot of opinions in this episode, in this ah. season, in the <laughs> yeah. six seasons of the show. If people want to share their opinions with us, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, you can uh, go to the liner notes for the episode, our Hive, Twitter, Instagram, Mastodon for the podcast, for Todd, for myself are all on there. I put them all there for you. So you have to listen to us, ramble them off. You can find yeah. them there. But the one I want to mention here is a little thing called Gmail. Yes. Maybe you've heard of it. It's Google email. Yep. Plucky you little go on start. There. Yeah, you go on there. You type in superpodherocast at gmail.com because... Only Cap writes letters. Tony. And then you'll be able to write whatever the fuck you want to us. <laughs> that's right. That's Pages right. if you want to. There's no, there's no uh, character limit like on Twitter. <laughs> that's right. And, you know, if a picture's worth a thousand words, then a song's got to be worth a million. And music for our episode comes to us from two places. Our theme song is, as it was from our very first episode, uh, continues to be Take a Chance by Kevin McLeod. You can find all of his music at Featherdust. Nope. You can find all of his music at Incompetech.com. Our beer music is Feather Duster by Shane Ivers. You can find his music at SilvermanSound.com. Once again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast for the past six years. We've loved doing this. Uh, We've said many times, this is a labor of love. Uh, Thanks again to Night Shift Radio for hosting us. If you all could do us a favor, if you could go on to your podcatcher of choice, and if it has a rate and reviewing feature, could you please go on there and rate and review us? And if you have an Apple ID, if you've got Apple TV, you can do reviews of podcasts, go on to Apple Podcasts, give us five stars, give us a nice review if you like us. That helps us get the algorithm out there and be able to make better content for you guys, gals, and non-binary pals to be able to have possible sponsors to help with content. Yeah, agree. Yeah. You know, this summer, while you're listening for other things, 
uh, or looking for other things to listen to but before we come back to you after you've listened to our nerd debate and our double feature, um, go check out all the other shows at Night Shift Radio. There's some amazing stuff. Casey, your other podcast, Where No Mom Has Gone Before, is there. There's yeah. a bunch of other stuff, and we are proud to be members of the Night Shift family. So go uh, give them some love. Uh, check out the other shows there, and I, I'm sure you'll find something you like. Absolutely. So... That'll do it for the Superpod HeroCast for this season. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan. And for Casey Ryan, I'm Todd Panic. And I've been your moderator, Dan Ryan. Be heroic. That's a wrap. Season six, buddy. That's a wrap, motherfuckers. The Sandman. (laughs) What's the answer to Sandman? Oh. (laughs) <laughs> but same same comic book universe though, so at least you got that. Right? Yeah, I'll put the right one in there. Okay, uh, we can't afford it, so. <laughs> or maybe I'll put the wrong one in and then the right. One in. <laughs> this is we're gonna have to do this the hard way. Okay, that's what she said. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have a fun time editing that all together. <laughs> yeah, good times. <laughs> My note right there is literally just venom bit. <laughs> venom bit. Yeah, that, that works. That works. Okay. <clears throat>